Hey, what's up? Thanks for tuning in. This is the Jock and Nerd Podcast, episode 80. This is your Jock and Nerd Weekly Edition for Friday, February 19th, 2016. It's the new Friday nights, people. It's the Jock and Nerd Podcast with your hosts, Anthony and Imran. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's a nerd. And we're your co-hosts for the Jock and Nerd Podcast. And Anthony, I was thinking about this. This is kind of like ESPN for geeks, this Jock and Nerd Weekly live on Blab a little bit. You, you following me? No, not at all. Because we, bl- we, bl- we break down the plays, the scenes. We talk about the decisions these players make. We're like the play-by-play guys right now. Any great play-by-play guys got to have a great color commentary guy, and that's where the Rug Boy comes in. What's up, Rugs? Good evening. Good yeah. earth to you. Good earth Actually, I wouldn't. To you, I wouldn't go with that. I wouldn't go with that analogy. No, I'm trying. No. To, okay. I was so trying. You're, you're, to... No, no, no. I would go with if you're going to do that, Imran. Your play-by-play. Okay. You love to narrate. Yeah. I'm. I'm more the color commentary. Yeah. And then like. Monday Night Football had like Dennis Miller on. Ah, the celebrity. You uh, got to do the three man booth. Yes. That's where Rug Boy comes in. <laughs> the ce- I'm the comic relief. Yeah. The celebrity jag off well, B lister who's trying to stay relevant. Oh, boy. That was right on the money because Dennis Leary didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. Yeah. And, it was, and everything he was talking about was irrelevant to what they were watching. Uh, they were Miller, watching yes. football and he's talking about like presidential fucking shit and fucking hey, references How about hey, like Shaking shit. his head. No, Jordan of the Pies is right in the chat. Rug, I'm play by play. Your color commentary, Rug Boy, is the Rug Boy. But right. I was trying to tie in the little jock sport nerd thing. I think uh, that went pretty good. No, not, not then. <laughs> that works. I just didn't think he was color commentary. Right. Oh. I couldn't think of the third guy, and that's why uh, you're the here. Three man booth. That the three man booth. That sounds hot. Now look, what people. About the Lucky Pierre. I don't know. <laughs> Lucky. It gets pretty steamy. Evelyn Steamroller. Uh, uh, look, if you're a regular listener of the show, you know what's up with this. You know what's going to go down. You know we're going to talk about this week's uh, latest episodes of our favorite shows being Agent Carter, The Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, and we are adding in The Walking Dead people. Geek boner. Huzzah. I, I, I just want to say we normally go in order of when they Correct. appeared during the week, but I think Imran made a good call in right? that Walking Dead was probably the best. You got to save so it, we're for last, save it man. for last. We'll but we it. always do the news first and run. And preps the news. Yeah. And before that, we got news. But before that, we have uh, the dude, this show, listener engagement has been off the chizane, as the kids say, <laughs> do they? I don't know. We yeah. have, we have b- multiple listener emails. We have a new iTunes review and we have a, an amazing voicemail from listener Jesse Lyons, who is here. In the blab with us right now. What's up, Which Jesse? Jesse? He's the uh, he's the uh, the little red fire uh, logo oh, nice. here because the man he's a real hero. He is a firefighter, a volunteer firefighter, and nice. I, I can't wait to play this for you guys. I'm just going to play it. It's uh, I love this. Hey, Jock and Nerd, uh, this is Jesse, and uh, I just started listening to your guys's podcast. I'm on episode thirty right now, and I just want to say, you know. I love you guys. You guys give a great, uh, heartfelt, uh, I guess, layman's, you know, the average guy's opinion on uh, 
superhero stuff, and I'm I'm a big time superhero nerd. Uh, I'm a volunteer firefighter, so I, I guess you could say I'm kind of a jock with an inner nerd. And you guys bring out my inner nerd every day, and uh, keep up the great work. Uh, I love it. I'm gonna power through to get up to your normal. Uh, your current episodes, and I, I just see the show evolving from episode one to where I'm at today, and it just keeps getting better every episode. I can't stop listening to you guys, so keep up the great work. Dude, Jesse, Whoa. I can't thank you enough for that awesome voicemail. That you awesome. Look, you are a real superhero, my friend. We're just fucking talking shit up here. The man's saving people out of buildings. Uh, we're, all, we're all assholes right now on a yeah. Friday night talking about things that don't matter. Exactly. We should be thanking. I have a boner right now. I'm, oh, my God. He's got, he's got one of these. Listen, Jesse Lyons is a 100% rug boy approved listener. Thanks for piring through. That was awesome. Thank you so much. If you guys want to leave us really a speak cool. pipe, just go to our website, jockandnerd.com. There's a big red tab on the left side. You click it. Uh, you can record 90 seconds, and uh, and we'll play it on the show. And I even I sent him a, a speak pipe back, uh, and I'm glad. Oh, he, nice. I'm glad because I, I jump in here. For, yeah, I jump in here one second. Yeah, when you sent me Jesse's message, yeah, I like played it for everybody that I knew. Right, shit, asshole, dude. So did I. Yeah, I, 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 I played it. I, I played it a couple of times as well, just for my own. <laughs> pleasure because it was it was so it was actually really nice i played it yeah, for thanks. someone else also i was like look i have to play this for someone you have to hear this this is so good uh it was a gleaming review it was a awesome review uh like i said jockandnerd.com send us a message we'll send you a message back you get to be on the show now uh we have some awesome more listener engagement as in uh people are starting to send us you know, emails and weird things through the Twitter uh, listener weird at things. weird things. Listener at David Mobile uh, sent me a bunch of links to crazy people uh, yelling out in public on YouTube. And you know these videos. You got you all love these videos. They're hilarious. Um, but I want to share the audio of one that I found was particularly hilarious. It's Let it rip. it's uh, I'm not all I'm going to do is set this up. I'm going to play this. It's a guy. He's about middle aged. He's got he's very portly. He's wearing a hat. He's standing in front of a closed set of glass doors, all right? That's all. Why are you closed? Tell us why you're closed! Tell us why you're closed! Why, why, why are you closed? I want to go shopping in the Eaton Center! Why are you locked? Why are you closing your doors? Why are you locking your doors to the public? Why? Tell us the reason why. Why? Tell us the reason. Tell us the reason why. Why are you putting people through this? Why? Why? Uh, I love that guy. That was my dad going to Starbucks. <laughs> that was your dad. I knew. He had a- it, it loses its impact without the video, dude. <laughs> but he's I, just was, standing there. Long. Listen, the point of all this, I want to thank David Mobley because he's given me three great drops that I could use at just the right moment. That being this. <laughs> Why are you putting people through this? I can think of many times when I want to yell that out while reviewing these shows. Uh, the second one being this one. Who gave you the right? And then finally. How dare you do this to us? So thanks for that. I've <laughs> added that to the repertoire. Uh, because those are just perfect. Why? Why? Oh, man. 
Canadians are funny. Uh, moving on. <laughs> you didn't set that up. I didn't know that was in Canada. That well, He says later he goes, he's in Toronto somewhere, and it keeps uh, going. I'll put a link in the show notes. If you want to watch the full video, show notes can be found at jockinner.com slash 80 peoples. Uh, finally, there's a little bit of bonus content out there on the blabs and the YouTubes. If you guys are interested, I hosted a little informal blab session with Kevin Heldon from 365 Flicks Podcast, and it was about how to record your podcast on blab. But as things go on blab and on the show, took all sorts of weird tangential points, and I met uh, a couple of other podcasters popped in, and I met some cool people, like this dude, J.D. Goodwin. He has this uh, podcast called Blue Blue Streak Science Podcast. He's like a really cool science nerd like and he was explaining i started asking about time travel and aliens and he was very he explained it very well and and it was totally awesome to geek out with him and then while we were doing that this other dude was drawing an illustration of me in a third box while we were hosting the show so then by the end there was a drawing of me that he tweeted out and i'll put that that's on our twitter page i gotta watch that yeah dude it was all it was crazy all these things were happening but then i had this idea i want to reach out to jd i want to do a show on Blab, we should do, like, the science of superheroes. Like, what would it take for Superman to fly or Spider-Man to actually, uh, you know, stick to walls or swing on a web? Or oh. make, even make a web? That could be kind of interesting. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So links to that one is uh, – that will be in the show notes or visit our YouTube page or our Blab page. All right, gang. Time for some news. The Jog and Ned Podcast. Jordan's hundredth uh, day on Blab is coming up. We'll be there to celebrate. I, I know what I know what you're starting with, Imran. And yeah. before you get into the Deadpool stuff, yeah, I have to uh, issue. Uh, I was wrong on the show. Oh, so, so hold on. Oh shit! Holy crap! Back that up. What? Okay, say that again. And what were you wrong? Back about? that ass up. Back that ass up. I, although Rugboy said this kind of just off the cuff, and I totally doubted him. He said Deadpool would make three hundred million domestically. I said 200. It, you said 200 million. 200. Brought 200. It might hit 300 million. Yes, I was about, dude. It is unbelievable because seeing as films that have hit three, there's not many superhero films that have hit 200 to 300 million. It's a hit 300 million. In like so. a week and a half. Like, we got to start with more Deadpool news. The movie came out last yeah. week and it is breaking all sorts of records. It's surprising people left and right. This thing has gone crazy. Uh, it was number one in 60 out of 61 markets around the world. A couple of records that it's broken. Biggest R-rated opening weekend. That, so is this possible? 132.7 million out of all the R-rated movies. This is the biggest R-rated opening weekend ever. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Why, why would you say that isn't? I don't know. Because you think of, I guess, uh, it beat out Matrix Reloaded. I guess the R-rateds don't, uh, the PG-13s have the bigger, the bigger numbers. Well, duh. That's why everyone gravitates to PG-13. Dude, when I was at the theater seeing this shit, I saw so many teeny tweens with their parents and like little kids that begged their parents to take them to this stupid thing. Oh, my God. And they went and they watched it. So uh, th- there's a there is a big thing. I guess it was forbidden fruit. Yeah. You know? The more they. It was forbidden the, fruit. Yeah. And you can point to, I remember you bringing up, was it too much marketing? It wasn't. I was wrong about that. The right notes. Yes, it was just enough. So not only is the biggest R-rated opening weekend, biggest opening weekend for a first-time director, Tim Miller is going to do just fine. This is his first feature film. Uh, Biggest 20th Century Fox debut ever. 
Fox is uh, rolling in their fucking cash now. And biggest R-rated comic book superhero movie ever. Oh, shit. Geek Boner. Man. Already. 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 In in, in a week. It's only been out a week. It's at currently as of right now, Friday... Uh, February nineteenth. It's at one eighty domestically. What would you do if this like surpasses the Force Awakens? Like, what would you just do? Would you just okay. like throw yourself? If, if you're like J.J. Abrams, do you just throw yourself out a window at this point, dude? Uh, if, if Deadpool. Uh, 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 well, I mean, it won't because it's at Star Wars is at nine hundred million domestically, which is two hundred million or three hundred million more than anything ever. So. It won't, but what I mean, hypothetically, that would it would it'd break the space time continuum, right? How do you think it's going to do next week? Let's talk about that. We, yeah, but this weekend, will this it weekend, drop do you off? Think? I think it'll do great just because February is a terrible month for movies. <laughs> the, 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 uh, yeah, and the word of mouth is strong. Hey, Anita, uh, OCDR in the chat is uh, doesn't like these nerd movies and uh. Is she's got some pretty funny lines that we uh, biggest snore ever. Eh, she didn't like the Deadpool or the Star Wars or any snarky nerd films. I'll tell you what, we're gonna reserve our judgment. Our, we're gonna, we all saw the movie, correct? But we're not gonna tell you what we think because we're gonna review a Deadpool we a, review yeah, show. We'll do a show on You're it. gonna have to listen to that. We're gotcha. Do a very deep review. Very deep and wide into the chimichanga. Now, there is a petition. We talked about the PG-13 petition, which was got me really upset. There is a petition that I would side, though. There is a petition out to have Deadpool. Oh, Saturday Night Live. And I believe they have like uh, 20,000 signatures, over 20,000 signatures on it. But they want the character of Deadpool to host Saturday Night Live. That could be kind of fun. Hey, let's do it. Why not? Let's make history. That's never been like... Spider-Man never hosted, Batman never hosted, but Deadpool gets to. To have a fictional character. He could be the first fictional character to host... Uh, SNL, but really, one of the best. I don't even want to. I don't even want to talk about Deadpool anymore because I have so many thoughts on. <laughs> I know ramifications and why it was successful. That I mean, it's going to be its own show. Here's the thing: the one thing I do want to mention, the best, one of the best things that came out was this rant by James Gunn, director of Guardians of the Galaxy. I just put it in the comments there. It'll be in the show notes. He's worried that Hollywood is going to learn the wrong lessons from Deadpool, and I gotta agree with a lot of what he said. Uh, you know, after watching this movie, I was like, oh boy, get ready for a whole bunch of copycat, shitty, R-rated superhero movies trying to capitalize on this and completely missing. You know, you know which one thing. is going to be the one to come out next? What? Uh, Just a prediction. DC, DC's counter to Deadpool? What? Blue Beetle? No. Well, maybe Blue Beetle. I would go Death with stroke? a fast forward, a low. Lobo. Oh, they Lobo. could do a R-rated Lobo. That's pretty clever. That, that was ooh. that was in the works for a long time with The Rock playing Lobo. See, now that is the proper way to take this trend and find the right character that's going to fit this. This article is great. Did you guys read this article at all? What do you What do you think about this? Well, what uh, James Gunn said. Yeah, I read well, it. We, we should save it for the show. We should yeah, save it. For I, I read it, and I was just going to say I think it applies more to the Deadpool specific show. All right. Uh, I think. Look, I, do I think that uh, Hollywood is uh, monkey see, monkey do? Yeah, and capitalizing on trends, absolutely. Yeah, Hollywood's stupid, and they're gonna they're gonna try this thing and blow it. All right, enough Deadpool. We have and all. That's the- all I have to say about the- that. <laughs> <laughs> Enough about the Deadpool. We have other things that happened, like uh, Marvel's Netflix Daredevil on Netflix season two had a legit trailer, like a two minute forty second or whatever it was trailer, and it's pretty badass. Did you guys see this? 
What did everybody yes, think did. about very? It was a Punisher centric trailer. Are you getting our opinions or are you narrating? No, I'm just going to tell you the trailer was about the Punisher and there was awesome lines in there. Like Frank yeah. going, you hit them, they get back up. I hit them, they stay down. I'm like, God damn, that's bad. His whole speech was great. That is the Punisher. But did you guys notice? I noticed there's been people bringing up screenshots. And at some point, it looks like his mask is stitched back together, the old mask. And then there's a glimpse of like a redder new suit. In the trailer, also, I didn't see that. It's I gotta very, watch it again. It's very quick. There were some people who were screenshotting and like pulling the brightness up to see this. Trailer was very good. If you're into first season of Daredevil, I, I can't see how you won't be into this one. I mean, it it does look like it's filmed in a basement. Like there's absolutely <laughs> hey, no lighting anywhere. It is pretty. Hey, rug, rug boys kind of terrible. I think they filmed it right behind that curtain. I'm wearing red. Rug boy is in front of. Yeah, no, you're right. It's very dark and dingy and indoor smoky. Uh, I mean, they're they're definitely playing up the Catholicism stuff even more, which is a normal Daredevil Matt Murdock thing. Hopefully, the only the only thing I'd say is I hope there's just more lawyering in this in this season. Lawyering more? You want more, act, more, yeah, you want more courtroom court, scenes? Court, just oh, uh, I'm sorry, the dude is a lawyer. Just watch the people. We got okay. one courtroom scene. <laughs> yeah, but when you watch Batman movies, you don't see fucking uh, Bruce Wayne sitting there making corporate decisions all the time. Yeah, but you see him doing detective. Detectiveing, work. he's detectiving. I'll or give you, you see Spider Man. You do Peter. You see Peter Parker inventing. Sciencing. Shit. He What's is sciencing. That's correct. All right, whatever. Anyway, uh, I want to mention one thing about the costume thing. Yeah, uh, there was a theory being floated out on the interwebs. That uh, the Punisher beats the shit out of Daredevil so much and ruins his suit. Oh, maybe that's why it gets busted. You know? Damn, man, I can't wait. So Mark- maybe he needs a new like replacement. Yeah, and uh, the, the, the thing ends with Elektra, and there's going to be another trailer on the 25th, and that's probably yeah. going to be all about Elektra. And, uh, I hope so. Maybe, I don't know who teams up with who to take down who. Uh, it, March 18th, man. Uh, is that what it is? March 18th? Yeah, I'll be there. You'll blow your daredevil load and all March over your... March 25th is the Batman versus Superman. March 25th, you'll blow your Batman load all over the face and chest. It's going to be a lot of geek boner. Geek boner. Blowing. Moving forward. Hey, uh, did you see this new Predator? Uh, there might be a new Predator movie they're working on. I do. Oh. It's just, I, I believe, it's just called The Predator. It's a pretty cool poster. It's and, starring Mr. Sandusky. Uh, uh the state. <laughs> it's it. I don't think it's that kind of no? predator. Uh, to catch? Uh, no. no. No, that's Chris Hansen. That's Chris Hansen. Uh, it says you'll never see him coming, and it just says The Predator, and uh, it looks pretty bad. Shane Black. And, they should uh, have him do a cameo, though. Co-written by Shane Black, which means we're going to get a Christmas buddy cop predator movie. Do you oh, get the yeah. you'll never see him coming reference? Uh, because of his uh, camouflage? Well, that, but also Shane Black's movie, The Mandarin, says that. Uh, also, remember all the trailers? Yeah, they tweeted this out oh, with a with a, It said, "Here we go again, bro," which I guess is a line from the first movie. Arnold says, "Does Arnold say that something?" I don't know. I don't know if he said that. I don't remember. Yeah, I guess so. So, this Predator man, if you're uh, into Predator, that's something to look I, forward. I'm in. I'm into Predator, but uh, it so doesn't I'm, say. I'm, I'm, uh, there's no dates or anything, so it's very early. Yeah. Okay, next bit of news is uh, – sounds boring. All right, moving on then. Uh, next bit of news is there's been all these – you know how the internet is. There's crazy reports going both ways about Warner Brothers being really concerned with uh, how Batman versus Superman is going to perform. And it all started with this dude from Hit, HitFix. Dot com yeah. r- reporter Drew McWeenie. First of all, the guy's yeah. last name is McWeenie. So let's... Well, he used to be on Ain't It Cool News. Yeah. 
as Moriarty. And oh, he was, like, he, oh he was Moriarty. Oh, yeah, he was the guy. He was like one of the guys with Harry Knowles that like was uh, carrying that whole yeah. site for a while. Yeah, him and, and he went over and started his own site, which I think is better than Harry Knowles' site because Harry Knowles does not have an opinion on anything anymore. Has <laughs> he become like Kevin Smith also now? Yeah, oh, you, boy. You, know, you gotta keep it real, bro. Keeping it real means don't have a job and don't be connected. So Hit Fix is his uh McWeenie. I feel like I'm saying that wrong and I'm insulting him, but that's his name, people. McWeenie, that's his site. So he there's quotes in this from his report saying this movie is starting to scare Warner Brothers. Response has not been exactly what they wanted. He says Wonder Woman will proceed his plans. Basically, he says, I would be surprised if Justice League starts shooting when they say it's going to. He's uh, anticipating they shove Justice – they get Zack Snyder out of the picture and give – either put Batman first uh, and uh, make Justice League – give it to somebody else. I don't know. I mean Uh, let's see the movie first. Yeah, right. But then – is Latino Review still a reputable site, guys? What do you think? They they still will put out stuff that ends up being the right, like true. Like they'll get scoops on things. Well, it's still legit. But uh, El Miembi, which is the main guy behind that site, left and made his own site called. Uh, heroic Hollywood. Oh, he's heroic oh, yeah. Hollywood yeah. now. So there seems to be a lot of like. Fighting amongst these sites saying this is not reputable. Anyways, Latino Review has a, a commentary on that saying, whoa, whoa, let's slow down. It might not be that bad. But then he's reporting that now the, the budget for this movie is like four million, $400 million if you combine the marketing and everything. It's got to make a shitload of it's money. It's got to make $800 million to break even, right? Or something? Uh, no, no, no. Now, if you combine marketing, then it has to make – if you just combine it, it's four. It's got to make a billion dollars. It's got to make a billion Let's see what Man of Steel made. Uh, so, yeah, he talks about what Man of Steel made. And uh, Man of Steel was 291, 291 domestically, worldwide, 668. So, 668 was Man of Steel. And that was a production budget of 225. So, even that wouldn't be enough for to help this, to make this well, a success in their mind can i try and extrapolate this really quick yeah what is going on with all these reports in this shit well i mean the reports are whatever because this is what happens when you react to fans and you don't have leadership all right um a long time ago there was a game that came out called dc online did you remember the trailer for that thing yeah Yeah, that was that that trailer was awesome okay in that trailer superman was a badass batman was all armored up and Wonder Woman was kicking a lot of butt. And then Lex Luthor was in his big fucking suit. Do you know who directed that trailer? Yep. The I was same just, guy who directed Deadpool. That's right. Yeah, okay. Tim Miller. Yeah. His early How, visual yeah, effects work. Yeah, White Notes. Yeah. All right. Blue, Blur Studios. Anyway. Blur Studios. So yep. um, everybody was going on and on about how great that was. And that should be how Superman and Batman was. And they literally took that idea and tried to make it into what we see before us. And now that we got what we wanted as fans, now we're all being dicks. But <laughs> this is the this is what happens. Is that you what's going on? Yeah. You listen to the fans too much, you got to have a little bit more vision because that video game having Superman coming out like a badass. Yeah. You know, he was like his eyes were all red, his cape was all tattered and haggard and he was like a badass. He came in, you know. Yeah. So that is a that that's a great that's video, a but that, yeah, man, this uh, th- this movie's got so many things swirling around it. I guess a couple of uh, actual smart geeks and nerds in the University of Iowa 
came up with like an algorithm uh, to see how successful this movie is going to be. And they said it has a 32% chance of turning a profit. Uh, and there's a bunch of, they were, they plugged in the machine and they used all, they, they rated, they used all the movies leading up so far to like, uh, what do you uh, mean all the movies? They said they, uh, they said all they, the movies ever in history. No, where it says here well, in the article, I can't find it. Uh, there's too many trailers. That's all. Well, that's true. Anyways, there's some, whatever though, for whatever, what that's worth the trailers already. Well, but more interestingly enough, so well, we got to wait till the movie comes out, but more details came out. Some interesting stuff about, uh, Alfred. In uh, Batman vs Superman, they're changing up his backstory a little bit. Uh, he's not his butler, people. He's his butt kisser. He's his butt kisser. Oh shit! Uh, no, Alfred in this universe was the Wayne's bodyguard, uh, and when uh, his parents got killed, he became uh, his. Uh, now that's why he's uh, working with Bruce, kind of side to side, and not really in a butler role. Cool. He just pretends to be his butler. I mean, yeah, he, well, yeah, he, it's probably like a cover, but he has military training and he can pilot that ship, as we saw in the trailer. Uh, Imran, I want you to know that Mr. Kister sells beer dye, FYI. Yeah. Oh, he sells beer. No, you know what? I can't, I'm not going to dye my beard because <laughs> I, then I'm I'll gonna, dye my pubes. What kind of colors you got? Rug boy, rug boy might buy uh, if you got any bright colors. The thing is, then I'm going to fucking dye it all the time. Who wants to fucking do that? This is what it is, people. Just embrace it and accept it and move on. If I'm going to dye my beard, I might as well paint myself in back brown every day like I'm supposed to look. Uh, where does it end? You got anything for balding spots, though? Anything? No? I could use that. Just tattoo at the top of your head. <laughs> <laughs> with black. hair oh that would be painful i just tend to go black uh so and also in his cowl he's got all this tech inside with uh, uh heads up display in the lenses it's kind of cool he's gonna have advanced arsenal he's shooting things the bat cave's gonna be massive um and it's uh, under his lakeside villa not un- by uh wayne manor which is like destroyed so that uh, if you want more information about that, check the show notes for that link. Uh, they're just trying to. We just gotta wait. Just put the movie out already. Any other news? Yes, the Simpsons are gonna try to pull off a live action broadcast. Imran has like five more news, bits, dude. Yeah. By the way, think about Jesus this. Christ. Wait, think about this. The Simpsons, an animated show, is gonna do a show where the last uh, few moments, minutes will be live mocap characters t- answering live questions off of Twitter. They're going to attempt this. And they're going to do it for, twice, like for the East Coast and the West Coast. Interesting. How crazy is that? I don't think a cartoon has n- never done that before. This is going to happen I in will, May. I will watch it on YouTube. Right? No. <laughs> Interesting. It's going to watch it on May. Star Wars Episode Eight has started filming. Jordan the Pie says, finally, listen, this is the last thing I'm going to talk about. Because this we've talked about DC... Uh, restarting, renumbering their issues again, really uh, angering comic book fans and readers and just confusing people. We have some more details about it, but it sounds cool, but it's also more confusing. Basically, there's a video. I'll put this link in the show notes. There's a video featuring Jeff Johns, CEO, COO, whatever, of DC. And he's explaining, look, this is a third rebirth. This is going to be in the vein of Green Lantern Rebirth, where he took the character, brought Hal Jordan back, brought all the old mythology and added more to it. The second rebirth being the Flash Rebirth, where he brings uh, Barry Allen back and goes through that whole thing. So now he's like, this is a company-wide, universe-wide rebirth. 
It's not a reboot. What does that mean? This is what that means. With Rebirth, the main DC Universe titles will be renumbered to new number ones, except... This is where it gets confusing. For Action Comics and Detective Comics, they're going to pick up adding the new 52 issues, and that leaves them... They're going to pick up with their original numbering. That leaves them at 957 and 934, respectfully, which that's kind of... Exciting because you're going to get a comic book issue 1,000. Oh, shit. They're going to ever see a one th- issue 1,000. So all of the DCU books start at number one. They're, going to br- they're all going to be priced at 299 because right now it's split between 399 and 299. But, here, but how is this not what they just did? They, like, no, they just did it. Here, well, there's one more thing that makes it confusing. Some of the titles will come out twice a month and some of the titles will come out once a month. Oh, fuck you. Right? I understand what you're doing, but but when he got through the end of it, I was like, God, this is still just as confusing as the last fucking thing you guys did. No, I, I don't buy it. It's it, it, Look, this is... I'm telling you, DC just doesn't want you to read their comics. They yeah. just want you to just throw them in the toilet. They really do. Throw what are you in the doing? garbage and light them on fire. <laughs> they, Put them in your I mean, Imran, we, we, we've already talked about this. I, I mean, I'm already like, I think done we're done. I think we're done buying my, my pull list is down to like four. Uh, when years ago, when you had it like at 35, yeah, 40 comments. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, a stack. And I was like, look at what I got. And now I got like four, if any, if I can even find yeah. anything. I Let, let's like a while ago. Let's acknowledge Jesse's question real quick. So okay. We, before we get into this, like TV shows, hold on. Asking, let me... Have you heard about the live gargoyles movie? Uh, I you mean live action? Yeah, they're, apparently they're uh, trying to get a live action, of course, created by the awesome Greg Wiseman, who we've had on the show. Uh, they're going to try to... I have to, not heard about it. I have not heard about it. Uh, if anybody knows, uh, put a link in the comments, and uh, we will get back to that. Would I, you watch that? Would you, would you be... I love, the, I love the cartoon. I, I mean, I guess if they could get the same kind of characters into a movie and make I it, question the technology to do that. Because if it looks like the World of Warcraft thing, uh, I don't like the way that looks. World of Warcraft or uh, – I don't even like how Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles looks. Right? Yeah. That's even like creepy. Like it's going to look yeah. – if it's going to look like that, I don't know. Oh, but if it could actually look like real world gargoyles moving, eh, maybe it could work. I just love the cartoon. Let's just have the cartoon. Make a cartoon movie. Okay, gang. We've got – uh, six episodes of five different shows we're going to talk about. We got to get into this. Starting right now. Doc and Spoiler alert. First spoiler alert of the show. Uh, Agent Carter this week had two awesome episodes where in season two, uh, they aired episode six, which is called Life of the Party, and episode seven, which was called Monsters. Should we just talk about this in one big bunch? Yeah, one, yeah, one giant one episode. Chunk. Uh, who wants to start, man? I, I got to say this uh, Madam Mask, Whitney Frost, she is like a legit, scary, dangerous, unpredictable villain. And uh, Win Everett. The lady playing Whitney Frost is killing it. She's so good in these two episodes. Yeah, she's crazy. Right, well, I'll just do a little uh, breakdown. I don't want to narrate the whole thing. Break it down. The, uh, the beginning of this episode is that uh, Whitney Frost. Am I saying it right? Yes. Yeah. That's yep. Yep. Uh, she can. Abs- she absorbed this like uh, dead ladies. The. The matter, what is it called? The zero, zero matter. matter. Zero matter. Yeah. Zero matter from that corpse, and uh, you know it made her powerful. And then the uh, the other guy, the guy that the, uh, the other guy turned into a ghost dad. 
was that? Wilkes. <laughs> Wilkes. Jason yeah. Wilkes. So he also needs some of that dark matter because it'll make him tangible. And thus the search for to try and get uh, some of that matter back from Miss Frost occurs. And well, they figure out they, they can uh, they make a they can make a containment chamber for Wilkes to keep him tangible. He needs like yeah, I believe that was the, the second half of that two parter, right? That one with the containment chamber. Yeah, it was. No, that's the first part. That's the first. They got to get they got to get Dottie to help. And then they get Dottie I mean, to help. The actual build it like the actual containment chamber. I thought that was in the second. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's one long episode. Well, they need Dottie because they got to slip into this party and they know what everybody looks like. And uh, Jarvis has hilarious. Jarvis has Google Glass in the 40s. Somehow they have Google Glass and uh, they go dancing in the gala. To know to me, Dottie, Jarvis and even Carter were the standout performers of both episodes. I mean, this show is so funny. To yeah. Me. Yeah. It's like everything a, they yeah. say. It's like a very campy 40s show like espionage show but tons of humor and i and i think it always hits with the humor in my opinion it's like a comedy spy thriller action show like it's two yeah. st- like it's like a couple steps away from being like austin powers kind of sort of guy but but it doesn't cross that, that line not, yeah but that, yeah but doesn't cross that line yeah where it acknowledges itself and i mean i thought it was the the story was well thought out like they're asking dotty for help and right away you're like this bitch ain't gonna help you she's a she's just gonna turn on you on the right moment and sure enough she does uh, go doing the opposite of everything Carter tells them, and they're right there waiting for her. They got a tracking thing on her. They got a toxing thing on her. Like they well, they did take everything. all these measures to try and yeah. keep her in line, which I appreciate. Yeah, I like that. However, because other shows would have right. been just like they would have had a conversation and then be like, okay, and then you don't know. But no, they had they slapped that thing on her necklace. Yeah. You know, they they took they had her handcuffed at every moment yep. possible. They, uh, they, it was very well written and it made a lot of sense. I was like, wow, this is actually smart. They're thinking of this. But did you notice she still pickpocketed Jarvis's watch while she was tied to the chair? Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> How the fuck did that happen? A little you strange, know, but whatever. You know, these la- the last two shows, I actually enjoyed them. Yeah. Uh, for s- certain reasons. Um, yeah, but uh, there were some inconsistencies. There were some inconsistencies. Now, this is also in this episode where we see uh, Whitney Frost fully use her powers because Dottie gets locked into the council meeting. And Chadwick, I didn't trust him from the beginning. He's like, hey, I set up a meeting with the council. They want to talk to you. I'm like, uh, no, I don't trust this guy. You didn't see that coming? I know. I saw I, yeah, I saw it coming, I guess. he played, he, It was Because you know what they do? It's always that hug, and then he gives yeah, that look. The hug and, and then the look like, to the camera. At- yeah, the look to the camera. Yeah, like, like, oh, that means you're up to something. Thanks for the look to the camera. Anyway, she's there. She thinks she's going to sell them on this energy source. And then they snare her like a wild animal. With the, And I was like, dude, you guys have no idea who you're fucking with right now. And she shows them. She doesn't need to touch people anymore no. to fucking kill them. I love that. It traveled through the ground and, and sucked up certain people. And- what was huge about that moment, too, is Dottie's hiding. And you could see... Like, that's the moment where Dottie, like, she's unbreakable yeah. pretty much throughout yeah. this episode. But around Whitney Frost, she is she scared wit- yeah. shitless. Yeah, yeah she peeped a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, she witnesses this. And that's the, but when Dottie is a badass, like that torture scene oh, with, so good. with Chadwick, and she's just like, huh, what is that, truth serum? Like, mother's milk. Like, she, this girl wasn't flinching. She's like, I've burned myself. I've stabbed myself. Do whatever you want. I was like, damn. This, she's her, her line where, where the guy, I forget that guy's name, was the first going to torture her, and he, she goes, ooh, first date? Like, just had me <laughs> cracking up. 
See? Her lines, uh, Jarvis's lines, dude, when, when he's talking to the Google glasses and like, abort, abort, abort. <laughs> like, oh my God, him. He is hilarious. Uh, but uh, you know what was also weird? Like, uh, Dottie pricked uh, Frost with that thing, right? That she needed to get, right. like, a set. But there was a lot of fucking fluid in that thing. Did you see all that fluid? It was like, there was, uh, like, three ounces. I was like, how did you get all that from a bump? Into it's that a rapid thing. sucker. That's what they said. It's, yeah, it's a less than a second. Very rapid don't, sucker. D- don't think about it too much. <laughs> Damn it. Those things are always. You're going to question that. Those things always. Right? They take you're not going to question that Peggy Carter like impaled herself and is walking around and like <laughs> doing a little limp. And then for some reason, Jarvis's wife gets shot and then they have to rush her to the hospital. Like, I will, look, no, that, that's like good. that bullet wound and that. <laughs> When that agent Carter had, they were exactly the same. You're absolutely right. And I I made a note of that. At the beginning, I was like, oh, she should be way more hurt. But they, she was groaning throughout both episodes. I was like, all right, I guess she's Yeah, she hurt. opened her stitches and stuff. She started bleeding. And so it was neat that Peggy, Peggy Carter was kind of taken out, you know, sidelined and had to work it from the van there. It, it was a very smart way to introduce the wild card being Dottie into the fold. Yeah, because there there was no other reason to bring in Dottie unless yeah. you're so incapacitated that you can't do anything. And 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 Dottie, I guess conveniently she she was already out west. That was the other thing that was confusing. But I don't want to. I was a little that was a little confusing. Yeah. But who who we knows? also learned poor Sousa, uh Violet. Uh, she don't want to be engaged to him anymore. She's not down with the uh, the things that he pretty much tells we, her. Well, we knew we knew that last week. Yeah. That was last week. Well, oh, he tells Peggy finally. Yeah. And then he tells her why, because she thinks I'm in love with you. And they all must kiss. This love triangle thing is getting crazy. She and then Jarvis calls her out in the car. That was a great scene. And again, smart writing. How many, every episode we complain about, oh, they're doing this thing where she's into him, he's into her, she's into him. And they address it. And, and it's so uh, just commonplace. And she's just so sincere. She goes, I don't know how this happened. I don't know what I'm doing. It just kind of happened. And you know, I'm like, okay. At least he you addressed would, it. You buy, you buy the way she I, – I really think she's a really good actress. You do buy Because you just buy everything yeah. she says. Not only that, but she's able to like play like other characters. She gets like chances to be like an American Southern girl. Yeah, that, and that's always fun. Yeah. Or a psychologist. Yeah, Those are always fun. It too. made me feel a little bit more for Peggy uh, with her man situation. Uh, so do you think the show is going to get canceled? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I I really like it. I think like this season's plot for me is way more intriguing than last year. Like I'm legitimately like, how are they going to stop Winnie Frost? I've gotten onto multiple sites though, and they said that the numbers are the numbers that are would put it on the block for being chopped off. Oh, so it's not (laughs) it's not making its numbers, huh? Hey, I mean, two seasons is is more than you can say for a lot of shows on network TV. Some a lot of network TV shows get cut off before they get to a mid season. I mean, for yeah. this, for this show, like this period show, to have these two seasons already is uh, is pretty remarkable. Uh, but look, this this show is nothing but like these amazing strong female characters, like over and hey, over man. again. I, I'm all for it, but you know, hey, ratings, yeah, ratings are ratings. Can't lie, hey, numbers don't lie. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so what happens at the end of the second one? I felt bad when Mrs. Jarvis got shot. I was really like, oh, no, not Mrs. Jarvis. Like she didn't do anything to anybody, and uh, they put her down. But you're right. Like she gets ru- she gets rushed like she's gonna die, and but Vernon is taking over the SSSR. Dottie's yeah. on the run. She somehow got out of the trunk at the end. Yeah, but Bridget Regan, uh, Win Everett, they 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 are highlights of this show. 
And uh, at the end, uh, Mrs. Uh, Jarvis is in surgery. So next week, there's two more episodes. Episodes eight and nine. And then the following week is the last episode, episode 10. Odds are stacked against Agent Carter right now. Yep. I mean, she's, she's, she's in that other show. Uh, yeah, she, they, they signed her up for another show. They don't want to yeah. lose her. She's Which a good leading lady. It's called Conviction or something. We talked about it last week. Yeah. Check last week's oh. show notes. Now, <laughs> this is the two things that I was, was going to say. Now, we got two episodes left. Three. And we have three. no Agent Carter bikini scene in <laughs> California. So that's one thing that needs to be said. Number two. She does wear a lot of clothes you, to be out with. If you like Bridget Regan, yeah. the girl who plays Dottie. Yes, love her. Uh, check out Legend of the Seeker. Uh, she's in uh, Red Leather. Ooh. And uh, you know cleavage stuff. So uh, and she's kicks ass in that. She beats up guys all the time. Good. Uh, that is Red Boy approved. Good recommendation from the rugs. All right, gang. Next show, which was pretty awesome. The Chalk and Ned Podcast. Prepare to be spoiled. Rock and roll, gang. We have an awesome episode of The Flash. To go over season two, episode 14, part two of their Earth 2 adventure called Escape from Earth 2. All right, Imran. In three sentences, describe the episode. Oh, <laughs> crap. He ain't gonna be uh, three he sentences. He can't do it. Uh, Can you do it, Anthony? Oh, uh, fuck. No, I have questions. Like in the beginning. Uh, yeah, I got. No, I, let me describe okay. them three episodes. Okay. Three, three, three sentences. sentences. Go. Uh, break out Jesse Quick. Yeah. Figure out the guy in the mask. Well, Jay Garrick dies. Maybe. maybe. Okay. <laughs> Four. That's, maybe was a fourth sentence. Maybe. That's a, that's a pretty good recap. But look, in the beginning, Zoom has this voiceover where he's like, bring me. Uh, well, who the fuck is he talking to? Like, who can hear him? This is what I understand. <laughs> I did. I think lo- it's just narration. No, he's, he's going around. He said he wants he, he wants. The, who does he want? Uh, he wants Wells. Bring, he's he wells. burns. Bring he me wells. wells. Very dark night. I love that. For wells. Yeah. Carlos says Zoom voice rocks. I do love his voice. It's the dude. From he he used the same like kerosene off the side of a building that Batman used in Dark Knight Returns or Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, yeah. It's he, a, it's up. He used a building instead of a bridge. He got that move from the bats. But yeah, yeah. bring me wells. Uh, but uh, Barry, uh, Earth 2 Barry is a very annoying little uh, dweeb in this a little bit, constantly saying what the heck. And every and every time, every moment of this adventure, they're like, Barry, you don't have to go if you don't want to. Are you sure you want to go? As if to say, Barry, you're going to get us all killed. And he's like, no, I can do this. I can go. And I guess by the end of it where he had that little heart-to-heart with Earth 1 Barry, it kind of paid off. But it was a little bit annoying uh, following him. He's such a dweeb. So this was the thing that uh, bothered me about this episode. Like, I like this episode, okay? The whole thing was about, you know, trying to get Jesse Quick and Barry out of that prison that Zoom had put them in. And uh, everybody kind of teaming up with Killer Frost even and convincing yeah, her to, helps to join, the, join the team. Yeah. You know, and then she builds the ice bridge so they can go up the mountain and get them. And, uh, but the thing I didn't like was... They were starting this thing where they're trying to de- decode the guy in the mask's message and everything. Yes. And then they completely, like, forget about this guy. And then at the end, Flash is like, let me go get him. And no, like, this, no time. But no, I think that's intentional. I think this is important. I loved how. Of course it's intentional. But very, I mean, and of course it's important. I, but I loved how. I love the explanation of, like, uh, a five-by-five five tap code used by the POWs. I don't know if that's actually true. If uh, anybody uh, has been in the military, let us know. Do you, right? Do you know? 
but uh, but it was awesome. And he taps out J A Y. Now the man in the Iron Mask confuses me. I originally thought he may be African American, but now I'm not so sure anymore. Is. I, don't I don't think, think he, he is. is. He just thought it was Diggle. Or Wally West, <laughs> Wally West, Earth Two, Wally West. We haven't seen him. I mean, there, there's clear significance to him tapping out Jay. Look, I so think, like, I think he's he's the real Jay Garrick. Yes, I agree. Because it seemed a little convenient at the end when Jay Garrick was closing that breach that he was just standing there like an idiot, smiling right in front of the breach, like almost waiting for something. And he got. I think all this. I think he's been working with Zoom. That whoever yeah. this Jay Garrick and I think Rugs, you had called this from the right away because Jay Garrick disappears and shows up at weird times. He'll you show up. Yeah. He'll be like, "Oh, sorry, I should have got here sooner." After like Caitlin takes out Geomancer by herself, and then he just shows up when everything's done. I'm like, dude, what's up with this? That might Jay? be a, that might be intentional red herring too. But you yes. know, because yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff. That, there's also that thing where Barry he could have vibrated through that glass the whole time, and then he just didn't. Try to go faster. He didn't have confidence. Like, come on! If you're in there, you're gonna try vibrating at every fucking speed ever. He, he you know, you have confidence. One speed and be like, I can't do it. He, he needed Earth you One hear Barry. Yeah. You want to hear a theory that I, my friend Irwin, who's been on the show, thinks that Jay Garrick is Eboard Thawne Earth Two version, shape, shape shifted, shape shifting into e- uh, Jay Garrick. I like it, and he's fucking with. Uh, Barry Allen again. And he's working with Zoom. Right. Who is who the fuck is Zoom then? Who the fuck is Zoom? It's Zoom. I we don't I don't know who Zoom is, but the guy That's in the mask is probably Jay Garrick, the guy tapping. Who the fuck is Zoom? Maybe it's another Zoom from another Earth. This is what a great mystery. We actually I put it out on Twitter. We had a couple it's of Barry's mom. I, we had a couple of responses. Uh Jerry Quinones at JerryQM18 on Twitter says, Jay Garrick, but maybe from another world or something. Anthony Clegg, of course. This wouldn't be a Juggernaut Weekly if Anthony Clegg just last minute sent an email. And he has a crazy theory. He goes, I don't think it will be, but how cool would it be if Oliver Queen is Zoom? We've been looking, yeah. at, we, we've been looking at it like it's got to be a Flash oh, character, crazy. but it's the same universe. I, I think Anthony's been no, in the bar. Could, I mean, anything, anything's possible. Anything is possible. That's the thing. It could be like an alternate Oliver Queen Uh it, what if it, it's what if it's Quicksilver? There's also there's also the <laughs> there's another character Jay Garrick's uh, uh, arch nemesis is a guy called the Rival. He's his reverse Flash. Mm. Uh, so there's that. Uh, and I thought is Jay Jay's not Zoom. I'm so confused, man. This yeah, is, my brain's exploding. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's I, get back into so okay. Forget the fucking theories on who this is. All right, can, we, we can you just say know. how? Uh, d- what do you, What did you think of the episode, Imran? You said you like you you hyped this up as it was fucking, being really. It good was one. it it was fun. It was a great uh, a great a great uh, like adventure. A great escape. A lot of great twists at the end that just left me scratching my head, going what? But there was a couple of things that were odd, like when they were going back through the breach, and and. So Caitlin has zoomed down in ice, but then the next thing we see is Barry jumps back through the breach and zoom has wells. That was weird. Like what, what? happened to Caitlin? He actually, so first Cisco and uh, Jesse come through, right? Yeah. Then it cuts back to the other side of the breach and Barry jumps back through the breach into earth two out of the breach. 
And then that's when Wells stabs Zoom. He grabs Wells and runs. Like, that was kind of weird. Um, also, I thought it was hilarious how Geomancer just did not get the hint that nobody gives a fuck about him. Not even the writers. He just kept showing up. And still people were like, oh, this fucker again? Like, he's trying to get attention. Did, did anyone nobody notice what he looked, how, who, the stuff on the internet of who he kind of looks like? Who, Geomancer? Yeah. Who does he look like? Fat James Marsden. From Cyclops, <laughs> a, ch- a chubby Cyclops. Oh shit! Cyclops. Also, wasn't it weird? Remember when the building he dropped the building and Jay ran over there, and yeah. he pulled all of three people out of the building, and then he stopped. I was like, "What?" Uh, I guess it's a good thing there was only three people in the fucking building, dude. Uh, there, where was the rest of the people? Lunch break, dude. You don't see, do you uh, send your cube for lunch? Yeah, they, to, they, everybody left. Books, hey, uh, Carlos has a good question. They closed all the breaches. How is Barry going to go back to help him? He goes, I'll be back for you. And uh, Maskey goes, okay. Because uh, Flash can do that without the breaches, can he? He, he can move at a, a fast enough speed to move through time to get like that or through move to different. Didn't he, that's a, isn't that how he got the Earth to in the first place? Well, don't they still have like a speed cannon thing? Yeah. Yeah, they've. Technology, man. There's Comments, ways. Dude. Just go, we'll whip up something. And also, what was the point of Iris and the guy going, I'm going to get you an exclusive with uh, the real Jay Garrick Flash? Like, that, there was no point to any of that. Yeah, the new, like, Jay Jonah. Uh, I totally James forgot Jameson. about that. Yeah. That, he uh, was well dressed, though. So. Flash. Yeah. You're just ripping off shit from Spider-Man, left and right. Oh, totally. I was like, what? This went nowhere. But I love Killer Frost having her, like, hero moment finally and turning and, uh, and wanting to help. And I think we're going to see uh, a lot more of her. And they're saying uh, we're going to see a lot oh, more Killer of Killer Frost? You think Killer, so? Killer Frost and Earth 2. Why would, you, why would you think that? Because I saw an article that says we're going to see a lot more okay. of Killer Frost and Earth 2. Okay. Now, no, nothing impl- I, I don't have thought Zoom would have killed her. Right. Because all of a sudden yeah. he's got Wells. What happened to Frost? Did she get away? Like, that was all very weird. Iris has family in Atlantis. That was kind of a nice Easter egg. Uh, and next week we're going to see Diggle, Layla, and King Shark. Now, we were talking King about Shark, ratings. Yeah. The Flash continues to race past major networks in the ratings week after week. It, ca- it, uh, it killed in its time slot, coming in second only to NCIS on CBS. So that's uh, pretty big. It's a big show for them. Well done. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Flash is good. It's, it's a good show. I mean, I, I, it's a good show. I, I'm not surprised. It's a good show with one of the more popular DC characters. Out there, these uh, yeah, the, but these mysteries are now killing me. Now, like, I don't know who's masky and who the fuck is Zoom. God damn it, <laughs> we'll Should find we out. To, we'll we find out. To, uh, next week. Yes, absolutely. Let's do it. After these messages, we'll be right back. In a world where so many podcasts offer TV and movie news. Along comes another one filled to the brim with podcasty goodness that is only slightly better at best. Admit it, you're always looking for a new brand of meaningless movie nonsense in your podcast diet. Look for the 365 Flicks podcast on Twitter, iTunes, Stitcher, and all good third party podcast apps. You can also swing by the Facebook page. Come join in on the adventures of Kev, a pissy ex video star clerk. And Chris, a Scottish Whedon Hall. We are your vocal heroes of pissy opinion. We bring you all the latest TV and movie news, reviews, and general geeky rants. As well as a bunch of top fives that you really won't care about. So whether you're Team Iron Man or Team Cap, you Team Batman or Team Superman, drop on by the 365 Flicks podcast. 
where the Chris versus Kev civil war never stops. This is the podcast you're looking for. Hi, this is Mark. Congratulations. You have found this amazingly awesome show. Chances are you're listening to it right now on whether it's iTunes or Stitcher Radio or some other mobile app that allows you to stream this amazingly awesome show to your ear holes. And I can't stress how awesomely amazing the show really is. But did you know that you can also catch the latest episode of this show on the Tangibound Network? That's right. Go check out tangiboundnetwork.com. You can look them up and you can listen to it right there. It's even mobile friendly. What more could you ask for? Which means you can pull it up on your iPhone or your Android, even your Windows phone. Yeah, who has one of those? But still, point remains, you can do it. You can do it. Check it out. Tangiboundnetwork.com. Listen to this show, the latest episode, every time. This is the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Thanks for joining us. We, if you guys stick around to the end of the show in the blab, we're going to open it up and uh, you, we can geek out with whatever you guys want to geek out. If you got a question, type slash Q and uh, we can answer it. We are talking about this week's latest episode of Arrow on the CW. Season four, episode 14, Code of Silence. We I got- literally just watched this. Like in- All right. No, well, you uh, give us the three sentences. That's the funny. That's the funny thing. I just watched this and yeah. I've already forgotten what happened. Hey, on <laughs> getting on my speed. Um, let me see. All right. Um, I'm gonna try and do this in three sentences. Um, we begin with uh, Oliver having to face off against uh, Damian Dark's wife in a debate. Yep. In the meantime, uh, Felicity's mom's trying to throw an engagement party for them. Yep. And then uh the what's his name? Uh Mr. Lance gets called to this place and the fucking building falls down around him and they find out that Damien Dark's got a, or Hive has got these demolition dudes blowing shit up. The demolition and team, I think that's They look name. and say, "Hey, uh they're blowing up buildings." What's the next building? And they it's they realize it's the same building that they're having the debate. Of course, in. it's the debate building. So uh, they do some stuff, you know, they pull the fire alarm, get everybody to safety and, uh, you know, Arrow and everybody uh, diffuses the bombs and the, the fight de- breaks out, blah, blah, blah. And uh, that's pretty much it. The debate goes okay, that's, on. That's, that's one that. long run on sentence. I'll give you that. <laughs> but it was short. There was a, a short, long run on. Here's what here's a couple of things I loved. I love Felicity going Overwatch on. Like she's activating her superhero self. I kind of love the bicycle, the motorcycle stunts, and that opening uh, scene was. Yeah, they were bad. tailing. They were tailing Dark's wife. They were using this whole like uh, thing, this guise of being a, a political thing, and to follow her. And so they were trying to. Fo- but then they turned the tables and they were like 
ready for it, them. No, it was an ambush, and uh, yeah, they she gets away, and uh, they got to fight their way out. But uh, that was a it was a pretty cool. I love I like those some of those bike jumps over the bridge. Stunts were good. Yeah, the stunts were. Yeah. good. So, I mean, nope. they were they were good. They didn't really make sense though, because no. like he was there just were times jumping when they over, were jumping yeah. like over the yeah. built, like over the truck. Yeah, for no and reason. Not like I don't know, and like you wouldn't notice like. <laughs> These bikes just tailing you like that, like one. I mean, Thea's bike is like glowing red. Yeah, she's got like red. <laughs> but, and they're not. They're not that far away. Like, how do you no, not, not notice? There's away. a. There's nobody else in the no street. No wonder they. No wonder they ran into a booby trap. You're not gonna notice a single headlight behind you when the street's deserted. Come on, people. Uh, Jesse yeah. Looney says, "What about the Mister Terrific tease? I love that where Oliver uh, meets him and he goes." Curtis, that was terrific. Does he say that? And uh, Curtis, you're terrific. He gives, he, him the, he gives them as a, an engagement present to Felicity a chip that's going to activate her spine so she can walk again and they could have some real sex now. We did. <laughs> ah, that's true. Oh, shit. That's uh, probably the most important part that why Oliver was so excited. He's all right. Uh, weekly Nookie is back on. But yeah. we didn't call that Curtis would be the guy. We were like, maybe Ray's going to do this. Maybe. And for Curtis to just be like, I, I needed a power source. I've been working on this. And now that we have, you know, Palmer Tech batteries, uh, this could actually work. You got to implant so- it in her back. Mm-hmm. Maybe she'll get some powers. She has a chip. She's a cyborg now. Maybe she'll be able to, like, jump real high or something. Or maybe she'll just be a wireless. Wireless Felicity. Uh, I love Damien Dark force choking a dude over Skype. That was great. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> he just looked at a guy and he started choking. Uh, did you catch that Lila is now the head of Argus? A little throwaway line. Which... Yeah, it was just in a line. It wasn't even like, yeah, uh, yeah. that's cool. Uh, that, that was, uh, and I knew that I was like, now that Waller is dead, they're going to have to get back in. what do you think of the demolition team? Like the one girl had a nail gun. <laughs> one guy had a sledgehammer. And what did the other guy have? And the, the other guy just had like knives. He was not, he didn't. He had, he had a box cutter. <laughs> he had a box cutter. Yeah. The girl with the nail gun though, she was pretty badass. Yeah. She had like a mohawk, you know, she was like all like, uh. Like Kanye designed her outfit, you know? <laughs> it was. It was like she was in a Kanye minimalist video. Yeah. Uh, and duct tape. They were very – well, yeah. it was the whole construction theme. They used hard hats as armor and duct tape because we're the demolition team. We employed by the, stuff. By the way, I just want to say that Kanye pretty much just watched the Matrix and then like – you know when like they're not in the Matrix and they're like in the shitty earth? Yeah. Like, he just looked at oh, that yeah. and was like, I'm designing my fa- fashion line after that. Pretty much. Kanye, it's like, uh, what was it called? Uh, uh... Or if you watch Zoolander, yeah. the first one, where they go, where they, where they have, like, all the homeless people. Like, he literally did that. It's just bleak, future, homeless fashion. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse Looney says, I was waiting, waiting oh. for Bob the Builder to show up to join the demolition team. That. Geek That's a good one. Now but Rose, there were some cool fight scenes yeah. with the demolition team and yeah. the sledgehammer shit. Yeah. You know, they, they, cool. they were and what did um what did Diggle have? What was that power that Diggle had all of a sudden? He said, I got some surprises too. Oh. Uh like Diggle did some crazy power shit. Did he? I don't remember that. Yeah. There was the guy had him on the ground with the sledgehammer. Oh, he like zapped- some kind of some there was some kind of energy blast. He zapped or him with something, blast. yeah. I don't remember. I didn't really catch it. Well, it was, I didn't catch it either. I got some shit I can do too, dude. More importantly, Thea fucking figures out uh, and calls out Ollie about his kid. Now she knows, and it looks like well, it, that 
obviously because they're using it as a plot device in the next episode. Yeah, dude. And Dark has the kid. He brings this over to his daughter. He's like, hey, you got a new friend. Why don't you play? I was like, oh, shit. oh and then like next episode, it's all out. And uh, but I liked how Thea was like, look, you made the right move not telling Felicity. But initially, why don't you just why don't you just tell Felicity and tell Felicity? Uh, by the way, don't tell anybody because I told the mom nah, I wasn't going to tell anyone. I know. I'm going to tell you because we're getting married. But just pretend you don't know. Like, why can't you do that? Instead of making this I don't big know. Scene he made a promise this. to the mom. Like, you know, just they're ha- they're hanging by a string there with that. With I know. That. And how is this check going to affect his campaign if it was it was made out from his mom? Like, it has nothing to do with him. Although he went to college with her. Whatever. That'll be interesting. I can't wait for the baby mama drama to blow up. Uh, I love that Curtis's uh, screensaver was a Felicity going blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but she was uh, she was flattered. That's what my screensaver is. <laughs> it's just Felicity going blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I then, talk to it. Uh, and then in the flashback, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Ollie kills Conklin finally. He makes good with the people. He's trying to get him on his side. Ryder needs him. I don't know what's going on. I hate the flashbacks. They're not. They're they're pointless. What I would is going rather on? see what's going on in today's world. I, I mean, it's is it going to lead somewhere to like season five where it all starts where he when he leaves the island when the beginning of the episode like at some point it's going to loop back on itself. Yeah, it's getting tired. This whole thing like Flash is able to do more because they don't have that fucking crutch. That's correct. All right, and then so next week everybody finds out about Oliver's son, and we're going to meet a new hero, Vixen. Remember we talked about Vixen from CWC? They tried her out in animation uh, on the CWC uh, website as short, like, five-minute clips. And it was pretty good. And it's the same – it's the girl she's been live uh, – she's been casted. And uh, her powers are she has an amulet that, like, gives her the powers of any animal, uh, which would be cool. Yeah, I want to see how they handle that. That could be interesting. So it's if a little it's bit, cheesy, though, I won't like it. I mean, uh, that's the thing. Are you going to see, like, a wispy hologram of, like, a wolf come out and then she becomes a wolf? Like, this is more magic in this universe now. So we'll see how they handle it. All right. Let's get to the next show. Spoil some shit, Batman. Ha <laughs> ha. Thanks. This is the Jock and Nerd Podcast. We are going to talk about this week's new episode of Legends of Tomorrow on CW. Uh, DC characters dominating on the CW. This is episode five, titled Failsafe. Now, before we begin, I have an email from our buddy David Malofsky. Whoa. Yes, who uh, runs the great website, A Place to Hang Your Cape. He's been on the show a couple of times. He, where, he hosts our show on his website, and we love him for it. It's uh, ap2hyc.com. Check it out. Lots of great reviews. He writes in, hi, Imran Anthony and Rugberto Bambino. Four, hey. ep- four episodes in, and I'm still not convinced about Legends of Tomorrow. In contrast, I remember being hooked on Agent Carter from the pilot. I think Heatwave and Captain Cold are the most interesting characters, followed by Sarah's White Canaries. I'm not interested in Jax or Ray much anymore. And Rip feels like a whiny arse. He lost his family. We know. Get over it. It's also annoying that every episode ends with them deciding to finally be a team. It feels like Power Rangers or something. But the thing that bothers me most is the time travel. It's inconsistent and getting boring. I thought they were going to chase Savage across time, not spend three episodes in the 70s, then move on to the even less interesting 
80s. It's like they thought up a bunch of really good ideas for scenes with these characters, and I'll admit there have been some good ones, but didn't have enough of a story to connect them together. I'd say it's on par with Supergirl now. Cheers, David. <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with that. Yeah, it, it does sound like a lot of stuff that we reiterated. Although this episode was kind of fun. We had some torture. We had some uh, good, more character moments. Uh, we had a female firestorm for a second. A female yeah. Russian. The Russians almost had a firestorm. Uh, we got to look at the future if they didn't succeed in their plan. And it was that uh, Russian firestorms were going to take over the world. You know, the thing is, that everything's in absolutes in this show. Yeah. It's like Rip Hunter just like sits and tells White Canary, you got to kill the professor if he doesn't uh, get out in time. That's brutal, dude. And I'm like, no, that's not the only thing. I mean, that's the last resort. You know, that's, yeah. of course, the last resort. But if he, he, you know, like it was just so much like, you know, it's it doesn't happen and this happens. No, you got to make room for other shit to happen. There's always a third way. You know, if you watch Arrow, there's always like a fourth way. But Sarah, so, Sarah was gonna pop him, dude. She was gonna pop him. And yeah. out of all of them, uh, Lenny Snart is the voice of reason throughout this whole episode and the voice of humanity. And uh, I kind of like that uh, coming out of him. Well, yeah, you get to know Snart a little bit more, and he's got this loyalty thing. He doesn't when he fucking saddles up with people, he doesn't leave them behind. He doesn't give a fuck. He's like a, he's a team player. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, in the beginning, they were in a Turkish bath. You know, it's kind of hot. It's a hot scene. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> there was a, a, a Captain Cold's pun. Of course, he goes, I despise the heat. I was like, we, we get it. We get it. Yeah. But they fight in a Turkish bath. And how are these towels staying on? Oh, shit. That's the only thing I could think of. It was very distracting. Did you ever see that movie with Viggo Mortensen where he, where he, uh, History of Violence? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Is that the one I'm talking about? That's a comic, that's based on a comic book and it has Viggo Mortensen. Yes. No, it's the one where Viggo Mortensen's got all the tattoos and he goes into the bathhouse and fights somebody naked. Because the towels don't stay on. The uh, the Russian mafia. So, So, yeah, that's what the real fight would have looked like. Yes. Vigo Mortensen's dick just flopping around while he's fighting the guy. That was the most hilarious shit. Is they're throw, they're flipping guys around. And these towels are not budging a bit. I thought the scene was going to get a lot hotter, and then I was disappointed. So, you know. By what the I way, I'm I'm back. I'm sorry. Oh, this I didn't. Is live. You went somewhere. I didn't notice. You were gone. <laughs> oh, you could. Yeah. Well, you could. Yeah. You could talk. You could do this show on your own. I mean, you don't. I, need uh, it, I so. didn't. Uh, I didn't even notice you were gone. <laughs> <laughs> That's the power of live blabbing. Can't <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. We're talking about legends. What'd you have to say, Ruggs? I don't remember. <laughs> what what'd you think? You freshly watched this, right? Legends? Yeah. Um, I like legends. I like the the pairings of stuff. It was a little weird though, because um Captain Cold like had like no loyalty whatsoever to Adam. Yeah, he's been paired with him recently. Like he would have just left his ass. Yeah, now then, he like, cares he, about him. But then no, no. It's oh, no. Like, he didn't care Heat about him. Did. Yeah. Heat did. But then he's like covering for Jax and like being all pissed off at uh, Sarah for be- like wanting to assassinate Stein. I'm he like, was the voice you? of humanity. At the right, yeah. yeah, he has a voice of humanity for Sarah, but then he's like, does not give a shit about Ray Palmer. Like, leave that fucking. <laughs> That's a good point. He's like, he put he put his action figure in his pocket. He goes, I'll be fine. Let's go. And broke his brother. Ray Palmer's out. like is like beaten up in a cell. He's like, oh, just leave. Dude, me. Palmer, I gotta hand it to the character of Ray Palmer. He took a fucking beating. It was a little stupid. I didn't understand why he kept running his mouth, but I kind of feel like 
he's going to toughen up a little bit, and he needed he wants a beating. To earn trust. He wants yeah. to be a part of a team. Yeah. This is what he wants to do with his life. He wants to be a superhero. Right. He's just, he's doing what he thinks is the right thing all the time. Mm, yeah. Yeah. But and I love and I love Heat Wave just didn't give a fuck. He's like, whatever. He's like, you're well, he did it until the end. Yeah. Until he finally saw that, like, because he at that moment when he took the torture for him, I think that turned uh, that turned Rory Mick a little bit. Mick a Rory. Little bit. Yeah, definitely. You know? Now, what do we think about another hot? Sexy moment was when Vostok tells when Vostok tells Stein, "I want to merge with you, Professor." I was like, uh, "Valentina Vostok, you can merge with me whenever you want." I, I'm all Whoa! Hey, oh, look at that Russian gulag. It anyway, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, rugs. I have an observation, yeah. and you know, I know last week Anthony was all up, all up in the Vandal Savage's butthole. Yeah, what'd you he think liked, of him this week? Va- yeah, I don't like Vandal Savage this week. And you want to know why? Why? Because the big gigantic Russian dude that was half that was naked in the bath. Oh, that guy was. I'm like brutal. that guy looks menacing. That yeah. guy looks like a vandal savage. And then you have this little shrimpy guy that looks like uh, Borat running around. That's a good point. That big dude who beat no, up Ray initially was very. And I'm like, oh, this guy's way more intimidating. Yeah. way cooler. I, I've never said he's. I, I do think he's not. The, the casting choice is weird in, in terms of body type for sure. He's not physically imposing. Um, but I do like, I just find him, his acting to be kind of entertaining. Just the way he speaks. And, he's like, he's got like these crazy eyes and he's yeah, always grinning yeah. like an asshole. Like, I, I like know. his teeth. He's got his teeth evil are teeth. huge. Yeah. He's, he's, got, got, he's, got, he's got, he's got horse teeth. He's got big yeah. evil chompers. He didn't really do much except for get killed again in this episode. Hey, that's, that's all what, he did. That, that's all he can do. I, he, I, he just dies and reappears. I think they're going to uh, kill him a bunch of times over and over again as they go through the decades. So that's yeah, cool. I, I mean, was like, you? yeah, he had the gun drawn on him, and I was like, you gotta shoot, shoot him. Head. Yeah, I and he didn't do it, and then he shot the other thing, and then blew him up. So I was like, okay, he redeemed himself. I love the uh, continuing relationship between Stein and Jax. Like they uh, took it another level. Uh, they wrote he fucking wrote on his arm. I know, he carved crazy. that had to hurry, and he carved yeah. it pretty fast. How did he carve it that fucking fast? It, it was like a fucking like etch a sketch the way yeah. he carved it. it like, in so quickly. I was like, yeah. oh shit, that's gotta hurt. But you know, Jax is there, and he's not Firestorm. He's like, I'm gonna do this myself, and he talks to Stein in Vostok and gets him to like uh, fight her. And then Stein now having gone through this, I love what he goes. Look, now that I had a crazy Russian scientist as a partner, I really appreciate you a lot more, Jefferson. And I was like, oh, good for them. They're all buddy-buddy now. And they got to – it was very good to, for him to get that perspective. Okay. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, liked, I mean, I like the show. I think the way the way it ends – I mean, I liked the Vostok. I thought she was just hot. Oh, yeah. Um, and I liked the return of Vandal. I think the best part of the show, in, in my opinion, was towards the end. Yes, when, the end was great. When, well, not the. Uh, I'm not even talking about like the when they save everybody. Uh-huh. I'm talking about the very end. Yeah, where yeah. Now yeah. we get we get that wild card introduction where now yep. they're in the future and things yep. things can be a little bit more wacky yep. and you can turn things on its side. So it's sort of like that Earth Two feel that the Flash has. Yeah. Where now you don't know what's going to happen because everything's turned on its head. Kronos finds him, knocks him out of the time stream. Yep. They're in some wacky future time. You see a Smoke. building. It says Smoke uh, Enterprises, and he's like, "Why is the Palmer Building say Smoke on it?" Uh, and then it's 2046, and what do we see 
That's, dude, that's Connor Hawk, dude. Geek that's Wimmer. the same image we saw in the flash when he was traveling through the thing. Oh, but that's him. Yes, that's when I he. You could tell that guy was African American in that image. Uh, no, you couldn't in the blue because it was kind of like layered in the blue mush. But when he pulls yeah. that, when at the very last scene where he pulls back the arrow, that's what we saw in the flash. That's going to be Connor Hawk. Uh, which in the books is like Oliver's son, but this is, I don't know what they're going to do here, but we're going to meet future Deathstroke and uh, future Ollie with the goatee and the one arm next episode. So that's going to be awesome. He's going to have one arm? Ooh, uh, Dom can, uh, female Firestorm was hot, Dom can too. He also has a good question. If, if it said smoke on the building, Ollie and Felicity didn't marry. This is what I think it's going to be interesting. This is a future where Oliver does fail his city. This is what I think, because it's all burned out. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, probably not. They, uh, everything probably went crazy. Well, the time's in flux, isn't yes, it? Yes, time's always in flux on this goddamn show. So, <laughs> it depends on the mood. If, like, Oliver like uh, and Felicity are fighting, then this is the future. And if they get right. make up, then it's not. Did you guys acknowledge the preview for next Arrow, Vixen? Yeah, we talked about Vixen. Okay. And, uh, right, never mind. That, that Vixen's going to be awesome. I'm, I'm excited for that. And we'll see... If it's cheesy the way they do it. I, I thought all three teases for next week, although a little cheesy, because it's like future Deathstroke, yeah, and one as yeah, Vixen, and yeah. the one as King Shark. Yeah. I thought it was all, they, all yeah. three teases made me excited to see next and, week. You notice how there was like multiple characters named Frost in different shows. That got a little confusing for me. And uh, there was something else that was like, there's always these themes running through the weekly shows. It's very weird uh, occurrences that I find. Uh, but that's, uh, yeah, I can't wait to see all the future shit. All right. Let's get to our favorite best show that we put at the end. The Meat and Potatoes! Oh boy, everyone. Hey, this is the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Thanks for joining us on The Blab. Stick around at the end of the show where we open up the seat and we geek out with you guys. And you're going to want to geek out about this next show. We're talking about The Walking Dead's return to television. The mid-season premiere, season six, episode nine, titled No Way Out. Holy crap. Uh, What an episode. Uh I don't even know where to start. This was directed by Greg Nicotero, who usually does the most awesome episodes of The Walking Dead, uh, if you notice the director. Uh, It followed – my favorite part is that the storyline arc in the comic books called No Way Out, they did what they did in the comic books. I was like – I saw the title. I was like, oh, snap. Are they going to do this? And they fucking did it, dude. They did it. Can I I go over really quick all the shit that happened? Do it. Do it. The little kid, which I thought was unbelievable. I didn't think they were going to show the little kid dying on screen like that. Little that, kid dies. That's the Sam. first time they've actually shown a child a kid di- uh, on screen. Death. First child. That's not what happens first, though. What's that? Perhaps something. What happens before that? Well, well, let's okay. Look, let's start at the beginning. It picks up with Negan's men and Car- oh, uh, Daryl, Daryl, and Abraham <laughs> and Sasha and the guy. This guy, a very charismatic gang leader. I kind of was like really enjoying him. He goes, "I'm gonna kill you." Ah, uh, no, I'm not gonna kill you. Wait, wait, I'm gonna kill you. And before he can utter another word, oh shit! Uh, they go kablooey because Daryl with a rocket launcher is probably one of the most. Uh, fucking most badass things I've seen on television in a while. I wish they'd show him actually firing it instead of just him standing there and it's smoking. Well, it was a surprise. But it was a surprise. Like, that guy, like, that guy's line before he exploded where he's like, uh, if you gotta eat shit, it's best to nibble. Uh, you know what? Uh, no, that, he, he doesn't say nibble. He says, if oh, you not gotta to eat nibble. shit, yeah. don't, don't nibble. 
just eat or chew, chew. eat, swallow, repeat, bite, yeah. Chew, yeah, bite, whatever the fucking thing is. Um, all right, I'll take the ball. swallow. I'll, I'll take the ball from here. Yeah. So then, um, little kid dies, mama dies, uh, punk ass Ron. teenage brother Ron wants to shoot Rick. He gets fucking stabbed through the heart. What's his name? Uh, Carl. Carl gets shot in the eye. Yep. Carl's got to go get surgery. Negan, or not Negan, uh, one of the wolves is trying to convince a uh, big girl, big old girl, Denise. to to, uh, to run away with him. Uh, he has a moment of compassion when he's about to make the break for a letter. Yep. Ends up saving her. Yep. Gets his arm bitten. Yep. Then she gets fucking, he gets fucking shot as he's taking her. She's big old girls taking her back to the infirmary. Shot by Carol. Yep. Yeah, he gets shot by Carol, um, and then after that, it's just a and then big, Rick goes huge, Rambo and Conan Rick on goes Rambo. Rick has one of his crazy episodes, and everyone decides let's get fucking crazy, and the whole town unites, and everybody gets reunited. And there's and a lake of fire and a lot of zombies. convenient yeah. appearances last minute. The team's back together. Glenn almost dies again. God, so many crazy fucking the, the things. Avengers happen. show up. The everyone <laughs> is surrounded. The Avengers show up. DMT. I don't know what that. Now, means. what did you think of this episode, guys? <laughs> I love I that awesome. they I love that they did the scene from the comic books. Here's the thing though. What was weird is they never like we saw them we saw the, what is the scene. You gotta refer to the scene where scene the whole sequence of events Sam gets eaten, Jesse goes down, she won't let go of uh Carl's hand, hand gets chopped off, Ron pulls the gun on Carl, Ron gets killed, Carl gets shot. That's almost from is the comic the books. Okay. Yes, except for Ron, in the comic books, it's somebody else who shoots uh what's his name in the eye but what they never addressed like originally when he goes sam when sam goes mom mom at the end of last they never addressed that that's when it was it happens in the comic books here's my question they were walking and it was daylight and then it, it was nighttime and they're still fucking in the same spot like how long was it taking them to walk through the fucking thing okay i have i hate this episode oh yeah oh shit okay all right because like, it's so clear that reality has no basis on this show, and it's just clearly writers needed to do shit. And, like, with the exception of Daryl blowing everybody up in the beginning and that scene that you just described where the kid dies yeah. and then everybody dies and somebody gets shot, like, they're, they're, they're standing there having conversations, like, <laughs> off to the side, and zombies are walking by, and they're clearly talking, and you're supposed to be quiet, but they're talking the whole fucking time. They're just stopping and like, hey, shooting the shit. Oh, we're going to go over there. <laughs> we're going to go over there. You should go over there. And then all of a sudden, the kid. The kid is so annoying. Though, just right. gets nervous. And all of a sudden, all the zombies decide to attack. Well, remember, he starts so to hear. Totally he, no, but and he starts to hear Carol's words and. The kid freaks All out. Right, and but still, no, they but, just had a conversation yeah. like two seconds ago that was louder than the kid freaking out. <laughs> the All whole right? dude, keep the it whole. consistent. All right, number one, number two. <laughs> All right, number two. Wait, is, I feel like I, I wait. Rick, hold on, I feel right? like I, I know this happened in the comments, <laughs> but if it was if I was Rick, yeah. And I saw the kid freaking out. I would have just hit him and knocked him out. Or pick him up. I was screaming at the TV. Pick the fucking kid up and keep moving. What are you doing, you assholes? So, like, the fact the kid should have been yelling or something loud that would be different than the talking, the level of talking that they were just doing. All right? So that's one thing. 
all the talking like everybody's sitting there talking amongst the zombies like the girl and the guy but like the the the, the medical girl the fat girl and the, and the wolf guy they're just sitting there talking and they're like we need to get up this ladder and there's one walker that stands in their way even though they've been running around all these other walkers this one walker is the one they can't get away from that bites it's them. so fucking stupid and then, to make matters worse, Glenn is surrounded by zombies. Oh my and God. then they come out and they're spraying the zombies. Glenn doesn't get hit at all. Well, that, yeah. Like, there's just bullets flying everywhere through the yeah. zombies, but yeah. none of them are hitting Glenn. That, that, so, anno- that annoyed me because, one, Glenn almost dies fucking again for the 200th time. And second, uh, Abraham is shooting at Glenn also, not just the zombies. Like, how are you? Can't be that good of a shot, dude. Look, this begs the wait, question. Wait, wait, yeah. wait. I'm not- yeah. Has Rugboy just convinced you that this episode sucked? Is that what you're going with now? Well, no, it's, we're gushing over it's that. Con- I just want to I just want to weigh your flip flop. It, it's right now. convinced me that this episode gives you a lot to talk about because it it uh, it's I just, mean, the consensus on the net was everyone loved it. It sets I, I I think. But uh, I loved to, it. to your point, I hate the fact that they did the, the fire thing. You didn't like, like the, the fire, fire thing. Yeah, the really? fire thing. Like. If fire destroyed the zombie, like I know the, the the zombies are drawn to the fire. Yeah, but I mean, there's fire all the time. The zombies would be dead there's if they fire just all the time. Flame. No, there's too like, many zombies. The easiest, the easiest way to have done anything was to look. We established before that if you just fucking sound a horn, the zombies will come right to you. And they had a fucking uh, a thing with a horn on it. They, they just drove the, what is that, that that big oil truck? Thing? Yeah, the semi. They yeah. could have slammed on the horn and then lit, and, and dra- drawn them to the thing and then, then fucking used the rocket launcher on them. You know, like this lake of fire that they all just walk into. I just don't buy it. I thought, but I don't know. I think the lake of fire is clever as hell. It, I think, I mean, we were the ones that were saying yeah. that they should light, the, light them yeah. up in the quarry. Like. Well, we, Rugboy we did want ways. the moat. Rugboy was more of a moat guy. We were the moat. fucking torch them all. But well, because they they're drawn to the. It's a huge fire yeah, in the lake. And yeah. they're drawn, I mean, and it was and, and, and it like, was but it was hitting a horn and maybe like risking them like coming towards you and not killing them instantly. A they fire, just the fire. Yeah. And, the fire is a yeah, nice like, quiet okay, way to draw the walkers. One loud sound, which is the explosion from the fire. All right, but there's zombies all over this place. There's no place for them to locate that sound to walk towards. It's gone. It's the, no, but the, the, but the, the light is there. Covers a lake. Yeah, the light. The fire, the, it's the, in a, like a small lake. It's a quiet way. You can't see the fire. You can see. It's a quiet way to draw these zombies. Plus, I thought it was. There's buildings everywhere. It was beautifully shot, though. Like they had dudes on fire walking into the water. It was gorgeously shot. That was a Absolutely. great shot. The practical effects in this uh, in this episode were really well done. But look, Rugs, to your point about the writing, I feel like they, they this was kind of a tribute to the comic book readers. Like, as if you read the scene, you really want to see the scene. So they felt like they had to put it in. Now, I think they're going to fuck with things moving forward. So it's not all just following the comic book. I would love for them to confuse the readers and throw it off and, and go someplace different. But what do you think about the Rick Nato? Rick Nato? You mean when he went all... I thought Rick could have taken all those fucking walkers down by himself. He didn't need the help, dude. That's Rick, dude. That's fucking I, Rick. I thought... I, I took it as Rick just lost it. For yeah. He needed to let off some steam. His yeah. boy just got shot in the eye. He goes, I'm going to let off some steam out here. Uh, I'll be back. You know what? The, the, the thing that I didn't like about it was the axe. Because that thing, like, you hit somebody and you got to pull it back out. That slows you down. Like a katana, you just slice right through things, and you have to pull it back out. Oh, that's true. I actually did. Like, that one point I will agree with is 
a lot of them were using like using like butter knives and shit. Yeah. And like that takes a little more time than just like it's not an easy in in and out in in a skull. So I would agree with that. I'm just saying that it's convenient when the zombies can attack you and when they can't attack you. It's like when you want when, yeah. when you want Rick to win, yeah. then the zombies can't do shit. But yeah. when you want Rick to be scared, then the zombies are undefeatable. Dude, it's so just I like just, it's, it's weird. It's just like sometimes bullets go through the wall. Sometimes they don't go through a, a, a walker when you're holding them up as shield. Like uh, it's just that's this world. But I yeah. did look what I didn't like was I felt Gabriel and Eugene had these huge character shifts and all the Alexandrians all of a sudden. They're, they're, I like that Gabriel actually did something positive, but like, why are you, you giving? You don't, your... But you don't think I, you said they have these huge character shifts, and they are. But you don't think that they've been teasing these for the last five or six episodes? I don't you don't know, think it so? seemed to come out of nowhere for the been... for Gabriel. He's uh, he was always a coward, and all of a sudden he's like, uh, no. "God wants us to do it." He's been literally he's been asking Rick to help him for the past. Oh, that's like, true. They episodes. just did, they they and, were shutting him. What's out. his name? Eugene's been like in training and like thinking about it, and then the Alexandrians they've been pushing these guys since. Season five that they were right. weak. Season f- end right. of season four that they were weak. Okay, I don't know. I don't. I don't yeah. think it's a huge character shift when okay. you've been teasing it for a long. Time. Okay, I had, but I look. I had some more questions that that were brought up when I watched the show. Were now back to Rugboy's point. Were these deaths meaningful, or were they just for shock value? In your opinion, I didn't want the. I thought the the wife or the mom had more to go. So I was kind of surprised with that one. But do all deaths ne- need to be meaningful necessarily in this world where anything can happen? Anything does happen. Uh, do I just think it's funny that it's conveniently always the people that are not in the main cast that die. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't you want know, the mom, like, but, they, but yeah. the mom was like, they really let us get to know and feel for her. And uh, that didn't help her either. I did think that Sasha and Abraham were going to get off right away. That That one threw me through a loop. I was like... Shit, they're gonna they're gonna kill the two two characters right away. Oh. Like two characters we've gotten to know. So that did throw me through a loop. I like uh, the team. Look, the group itself. They got back together. I like. I've, now, been, I've been dying to see the band back together. Yes, so I was. Uh, you know, this them being separated was getting. Uh, I want them to see back together. So they needed this win as a group, as morale. Right, this was a great win for them. They can kind of hold Alexandria. My fear is now we're going to have a couple of shitty slow episodes because they fucking they may have blew their load at the start here coming back. I just feel like this show is such a high caliber show that when I can see the writing being transparent, I complain about this every week. Yeah. But when they're clearly doing things like inconsistently to per- like they don't need to be standing in, a, in the middle of a thousand zombies having a chit chat. <laughs> And then all of a sudden in the next scene, the kid just makes a little bit of a murmur and all of a sudden there's a frenzy. Like, that, you yeah, know, that, yeah, uh, like th- these things have to be consistent. And, the, the, uh, these, uh, I will, you brought it up earlier, Imran, and I will agree with this. They basically left that thread hanging at the end of the last episode where he was like, Mom, yeah, Mom. They didn't, like, they didn't address that, was that at the, all. That was the point where the kid was going to die yes. later on. And that's, that would, is what would attract a walker all of a sudden. But they, they, they dragged it out and like, they were, Doesn't that counteract that that tension right yeah, there? Yeah, they're does. coming out yes. and everybody's yes. fucking quiet. They slowed it and down. And he's going, yes. "Mom, mom!" And yes. then all of a sudden, you cut to the next episode, and they're just fucking playing pinochle uh, in the middle of all these zombies. Yes, yes. You're right. I, I, I you, you've, you made a good point. Uh, you guys, did you notice in that scene where those guys get blown up? I'm putting this tweet in here. This guy caught. Right before the explosion goes off, way back in the background, there's a car. That turns around the bend. 
you see a car and everyone was like, oh my God, could that be Negan? Or is that someone that maybe they didn't close the road off when they were filming by accident? Do you think that's an accident or intentional? For a split second, you see this car just come around the bend and then it explodes. If you look at that tweet, the guy did a good job of actually catching it. Do you uh, you think, have they ever, okay, just look at The Walking Dead's history though. Have you ever, have they ever put something in this subliminal? No, I don't think so. so. I don't think think it's just an accident. Yeah. Like it's some, watch this fucking tweet. It's a, it's you could barely notice it. It's like a speck in the background. It's the fucking asshole craft services guys going, yeah. guys, I got your donut. Oh shit, I probably should have not went this way. It's dude from catering <laughs> yeah. bringing out food to Georgia. It's the catering truck, and they got in the way. They, uh, I'm talking dead. Greg Nicotero did say he. They actually, they that scene, they made dummies and they blew off propane tanks uh, to get all the body parts flying. I thought it looked pretty good, you know, for that kind of effect. It looked great. I yeah. thought it looked. I mean, other than the, seeing the the missile fly in, yeah, you didn't that, see that the missile. It was just like a boom. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That kid I thought, getting I mean, eaten I was disturbing. Though, was awesome. yeah. I mean, they again, they did something. They never, they've never shown a, a, an on screen child death. The kid getting eaten, and then like Ron having to see his mom get eaten and have his her arm get chopped uh, off. Dude, the whole family gets taken R- out. <laughs> Rick got that whole. Listen, Rick got that whole family killed. Really, come on. Yeah. Eh. I mean, they were going to die anyways, but like, yes. You know, like if I was Rick, I'm sorry, if I was Rick and we're leaving the house and the kids thought I would have knocked them out. I would have done something <laughs> to that kid. Shut them fuck up. It just seems like a dumb move. For it Rick. was. I didn't get the chance to play any of these new bikes. Why are you putting people through this? Exactly. Yeah, that's my point. That's exactly. That's what Rugboy meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm good. We have to get off this because I'm just going to keep repeating myself. <laughs> Look, I hope we see. I I, I really want to gauge how far Imran's went because Imran went from this was the most amazing episode to like agreeing with everything Rugboy says. So, Uh, what what is your film? I thought Imran, I I love the comic book stuff, but when I I watched it twice actually, I watched it when the replay came back on, uh, and I just wanted to see that scene again, but uh, the more I thought about it, the more some of these things were frustrating. I like again, the wolf, the wolf was starting to be an interesting character. And then you just fucking take him out. Uh, yeah, but he already had his moment of redemption. Yeah, I guess he did. He, yeah. he tur- just the fact that he turned around and tried to save a non-wolf is a moment of redemption. <laughs> I just didn't like the way he went out. I just think that they had survived up to this point and through way more dire situations. And there's one guy standing in front of a ladder, and then that's what's taking. And them like out. Denise was like just kind well, of no, fast walking. Car- and like, Carol shot him. Carol shot him. Because she saw him. She didn't know that he was, like, turning. Hey, Dom Cantu, I think, wins the, the, the comments with this one. He goes, I never cheered a kid dying in a show like I did with this episode. Uh, that's true. I did cheer. I was like, good, die, you fucking asshole Sam. I hate Sam. <laughs> uh, no, look. I loved it. I'll uh, this again. This show, this show. I'm, I'm not as I'm not as critical. Look, I understand. I like poking the holes, but for some reason, I just let it go. Like I can't be as critical because I just love this fucking universe and this show. So and much. you don't have to be. That's what I'm here for. That's what the yeah, rug. That's what we literally have. Rugboy here to like be the guy that pokes holes in the Walking yep. Dead. Because if without him, it would just be me and you yep. loving it. So, uh, and then next week we're going to get kind of that, uh, a little team up, uh, Butch Cassidy Sundance kid style episode with, uh, Rick and Daryl. And maybe we get to see the Negan. I want to see the Negan. I want to see Jeffrey. Bring me the Negan. Bring me the Negan. All right, gang. Any final thoughts on the walking dead? Anybody, anybody? I think Uh, it's well established. Let's kill more children. (laughs) Rugboy hated it. I loved it. 
Imran, we still uh, depending on how he's uh, PMS if he's PMS. It depends now. what time I hated it is. Parts of it, I don't. I didn't hate <laughs> all of it. I hated parts of it. I like the show every other half an hour of my life, and then I don't like the show <laughs> in the, the the remaining like, half hours. This is this is me watching Walking Dead. I'm like, why are they doing this? Oh, that's cool. Who gave you the right? <laughs> I'm watching it. Why are they doing that? Oh, that's cool. Oh. <laughs> Holy shit, that kid's dead. Yeah. Why did they do that? Wait, why, oh. but, uh, but where, wait, where did that, where did that guy come from? Oh, whoa, look at that. <laughs> oh, he's going to die. Oh, no, he didn't die. Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much the show. Glenn, again, Dom Cantu says, guys, Glenn, stop almost dying. And with that, we're going to wrap up the show. I got some iTunes reviews and some final plugs, and we're going to get to the post-show open blab, everybody. Okay, we got a new review on our iTunes, people. Uh, check it out. Read it. It's five-star review from CW underscore 50. It says GeekFest. He says, so I stumbled onto this podcast by accident. I was like, what the hell is this all about? Do I really want to hear a nerd spot about comic stuff and the jock just shoot everything down? Not really, but what else was I got to do? So I decided to give it a go. My first foray into this podcast was a head scratcher. What the crap is a rug boy? Yes, I said rug boy. Well, I can only say give it a listen. You won't be disappointed. Here's the rug down. They discuss weekly comic TV shows, comic movies, and sometimes they have really good interviews. I'm not one for interviews, but I found myself intrigued. The nerd asks insightful questions. The jock chimes in with a jock's point of view. And rug boy, well, he's rug boy. All kidding aside, this is a really fun, witty, and entertaining podcast. They even let uh, fans join in on the fun at the end of the show. Even if I didn't like geeky stuff, I would still listen. Well done, guys. Keep up the good work, and I'll see you in the blab. Okay, nerd. Oh, I love that review. This is a great oh, yeah. review. Thank you. Thank you, Thank CW50. You uh, if you guys want to help a, help a jock and nerd and rug boy out, uh, drop us a review. Subscribe to the show on iTunes. Just go to jockandnerd.com slash review. It'll take you right to our iTunes page. You can subscribe, light up those stars, and leave a fun review. You can also contact us. At Jock and Nerd slash contact. There's like 75 different ways Imran's made it so that you can contact. We have a voicemail line. We have a speak pipe, Twitter, email, show at jockandnerd.com. Just go to jockandnerd.com slash contact. Did I see a Snapchat too? Uh, I may have started a Snapchat because I was just uh, uh, messing about, <laughs> and I was like, "That was you literally." You can find us on Tinder, on Grinder. Yeah. I'm on Bumble, on Grinder. Uh, swipe right on Jock and Nerd Podcast, everyone. Since 2016, I don't know what that what, is. Wait, I just want to before you get into your final plug. Yeah. What on earth are you going to be snapping? Look, I don't know. I was just <laughs> like, uh, the kids are on this thing. Let's. I'm just gonna start an account. Whatever. Ooh, chat roulette. Chat roulette chat is that even still around? This is chat. This that, is the chat roulette. Dudes beating off. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, I'm getting on that right now. Hold on. <laughs> Rugs bookmark that site. This is what chat roulette has become. Is the blab? It's uh, basically, chat roulette. I don't even know if chat roulette uh, still exists. The Snapchat. Uh, Jordan, find us on Snapchat. I think it's just Jock and Nerd on Snapchat. A and D or and A uh, and spelled out. Yeah, A and D. Okay, and finally, everyone here. First of all, I didn't tell people. Click this tweet, tell a little bird, uh, get this out. But the point of this is the same thing. In IRL, if you like what you hear, just tell a friend. <laughs> <In> IRL. <laughs> IRL, tell a friend in IRL. Or, hey, don't even do IRL. 
Uh, if you like this show, post it on your Twitter, post it on your Facebook, spread the geekery around. Uh, go up to the next person you see, give them one of these. Jock and nerd. And then, um, and if you like this show too, you should go back and listen to prior episodes like some of our uh, reviewers have done. That's right. Uh, people are catching up. Thanks for powering through. Uh, you, we've got hours, over 100 hours of geeky content. I mean, this is episode 80, people. So tell a friend if you like it. If you don't like it, tell us. Send us an email. Show at jockandnerd.com. Rugs, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter. That's it. Just at really rug boy on Twitter. On the Twitters at really and if you send dis- me a Valentine, I might not see it till the next show. Till the next Valentine's. <laughs> I have to disagree, Imran. If you don't like the show, just fuck off. I don't. Oh, care. All right, do that. That's uh... <laughs> bro. Do you even podcast? Who cares? A jock said that. I suppose yeah. you could do that. Also, I was trying to be nice. I look at. I love our Why? listeners. Why? Like our show? Fuck yeah, that's off, true. Dude. They're not. That's you don't true. have to you listen. Don't, you don't have to listen. There's plenty of. That's other what things. a jock would say. Keep it moving. <laughs> Uh, thanks for listening to you, listener. We appreciate every second you spend with us. And thanks for everyone in the Blab for hanging out. We're going to open up the seat. This has been the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's the nerd. And we'll catch you next time. Yahoo! Oh, and thanks for uh, Jordan for being our Blab Assistant. Don't worry, this is still on the show, Jordan. Our B-A-B-A, our Badass Blab Assistant. I mean, we have a YouTube page. Look, we have have a guy that subscribed on YouTube. What the hell are you doing? Oh, wow. Right on, Dom Cantu. (laughs) Hey, this is the Jock and Nerd Podcast official post-show. Open Blab. Anybody, we got an open seat. You guys want to geek out? You got a question for Rugboy? Ah, we get to meet Jesse Lyon. I'm really glad uh, he's jumping on because... Uh, that was the best voicemail I've ever heard in my life. What's up, dude? How you doing? What's up, man? I'm doing good. Jesse, where are you calling us from? Uh, Oregon. Uh, Lebanon, Oregon. Where's that? Where? Oregon. uh, It's on the West Coast over there in, uh, uh, How far from like Portland or Eugene? I'm about 60 miles or 64 miles from, uh, Portland. What was the town again? Lebanon. Leb- oh, Lebanon. Okay, cool. Yeah. Not Lebanon. Actually, Lebanon's no, he, I was going to say Lebanon, Lebanon, actually. I was going to say Lebanon. <laughs> yeah. Lebanon's in uh, Beirut, and that's a little further away from <laughs> uh, uh Jesse, dude, thank you so much for listening, and I can't believe you're powering through all this stuff. How did you find us? Well, I, I started watching uh, uh, this uh, podcast because I searched uh, comic books stuff, and I came across this uh superhero roundup and it was a good it was an okay podcast but it just felt like everybody's famous people are you know they're getting in to watch you know uh exclusives in hollywood and it just really it it didn't uh, hit well with me so uh i just did a, a search similar and i saw your guys's and like three others and i listened to a couple of them and and yours just popped it there's something about it. your charisma <laughs> yeah we won emron's got the charisma so yeah i just started listening and and uh, is it charisma or is just his retarded voice <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about i don't know what well, do you mean by you know, what was funny was uh i just i just got the the new iphone i'd never listened to podcasts ever all my friends listen to podcasts and i go oh, you got a podcast it's so cool and 
And uh, so I got my phone and I'm at work and I'm like clicking on all these podcasts and I didn't even realize I'm burning through my data. I yeah. burned through six gigs in one day. So I had to turn my data off so that way I don't get a overcharges on my uh, internet. No, listen, dude, you download it to your phone over Wi-Fi and then you don't have to use the data. You yeah, you yeah. got to use the Wi-Fi. You got to use yeah, the Yeah, that's 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 uh that's what I'm doing now. I uh I downloaded it home when I'm on my wireless uh and listen to it. I I uh my paying job is I I work for Coke and uh, I stock Coca-Cola in the store. Oh. So uh, I have to listen to something. The store music just drives you insane and so uh I have my well, Bluetooth what, headset. What you originally said you work for Coke. I thought you do, instead of getting paid in cash, you just got paid. I work cash. for yeah, Coke. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't work for. Coke. I was going to say that's a great gig. Where can I apply? That's how I have it worked every year. That's what I get. <laughs> I get an envelope in the mail about once a week. That's how I pay Rugboy for yeah, the that's, show. Yeah. yeah, that's uh one kilo <laughs> per. Uh, one time, one time, Rugboy snorted anthrax and he turned into a yeah, puppet. Yeah, well, I was wondering, was it anthrax you're getting in the envelopes? <laughs> Maybe but, that's why I lost all my teeth. Cotton. <laughs> you ever seen a puppet uh, 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 snort a line of cotton? It's unbelievable. So <laughs> what was the first show that you listened to, Jesse? Was it like a, a recent one or an old one? I uh, I set it up to listen to episode one. He started at the beginning. Oh. Yeah. Yes. And I like I, I'm I'm currently listening to like episode 64. And oh, I wow. think guys, guys like rag on on uh, Superman, the, the new Superman. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I I kind of liked it and I kind of didn't. I, I have mixed feelings. I, I'd say if you took Superman Returns and the Man of Steel and you mashed them together, you, you would have the perfect Superman movie. Because I liked the light and airiness of Superman Returns. I liked how everything was bright and it kind of had the feeling of the Christopher Reeve Supermans. But then I liked the the seriousness and the story behind the the second Superman. Yeah. I, I really like the story. And I like the fact that here are two essentially gods battling out among, over a metro uh, metropolis city. And you get to see the devastation. I mean, these guys in, in the, the original Superman, when he fought Zod, they're bouncing off buildings, but it's like, no glasses breaking. I mean, come on wow. guys. I mean, <laughs> uh, they, they crashed a few cars, but that was, you know, long time ago and and uh i think special effects have gone along a lot further and people want more realism when they when they want you know they want to see the devastation yeah. and so uh, well we're living in a post 9-11 world where like we just saw like a skyscraper fall down and we know what it looks like so we know that there's dust clouds like we never saw that shit before yeah like, exactly. and, and, and now it's burned into everyone's skull like you know what it looks like to lose a gigantic building and have devastation. So now you can't be namby pamby about it anymore. You yeah, have you to just up, kind of has to be on that level. Yeah. Most superhero movies now have their, I hate saying this. There's no other way I could say it, but they have their nine 11 moment. Like every yeah, superhero movie now has like a major building or ma- something huge yeah. being destroyed. Yeah, every, every yeah. superhero. Movie. Well, you know, and if you, if you really think about it, Superman returns, I think might have been a little more on on target had the movie came out a little further away from nine 11. I think they wanted to go more away from destruction uh, because nine 11 was still fresh in everybody's brains. I want to shout out to uh, in the chat, Stargate pioneer. Uh, I listened to this guy's podcast. It's called better podcasting. It's really good. Thanks for hanging out. So Imran's the charismatic one and then rug boys, the, the puppet. And then I'm just some, some asshole talking and giving his opinion. <laughs> 
no, I, actually, you, you remind a, a lot of me as, oh. far as, as being your you kind of keep things serious. I think it, if you weren't on the show, it would just be one long tangent. <laughs> yeah, you're probably you're probably right. It'd be a fucking train wreck. Well, yeah, like, like I said, Imran could do this show without me or Rugboy. He would just he would narrate entire episodes just because he likes to hear his own voice. You know, when I first heard Rugboy, you know, I I had I, after like the second episode, I looked to see if he had any videos, and I saw Rugboy on the videos, but I was like, oh, I don't want to listen to episodes, you know, this far. I want to kind of progress through the story. And at first, when he first come on, it was just like one joke after another joke. And I thought, okay, this guy's just comedy relief. Yeah. And, uh, but then I start, you know, he's really started getting into it. And a lot of his insights, I'm like, this is a guy who's got a lot of heart. Uh, and he really knows his, he really knows what he's talking about when it, when it comes to his show. So if I can I, remember the name, I'm talking about. <laughs> exactly. I'm always this guy and that person. And there's like, uh, when I was in the Marine Corps, my drill instructor once told me, if it isn't going to save your life, it isn't worth remembering. <laughs> That's a good you point. There's, lim- true. There's limited room in his cotton head. I mean, with all, all the cotton in there, you know, he can't remember the names. That's okay. That's what we're here for. That's right? Yeah, I can't. That's why I can't do a show by myself, because I don't know shit what I'm talking about. <laughs> the memory of a goldfish. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and, and I can't do a, sh- a show by myself because it would never go online. Yeah, I would exactly. never be able to put it out there. When you do your sports shows, you know, I've never I've never gotten into UFC and I I I've never really liked wrestling. I, I lived grew up out in the country. We had three channels, so I never got into wrestling when I was a kid. I was it was uh work, work, work all day long. So I didn't uh didn't get too much into into wrestling, but I've always kinda liked I love boxing. I, I watched a lot of the old time boxing when uh, they would air it on actual television before uh, pay-per-view and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when I hear you guys talk about it, you know, I, I learn new things. Uh, you guys talk about shows and then I'll go check it out and go, Hey, wow, this is, this is actually a pretty good show or, or uh, reading some comics. And, and I, like I said, I was a poor farm boy. So when my uh, history in comic books is I, I never really liked reading, and uh, when I read, read like books, there wasn't anything that really could catch my attention. But comic books really got me over and taught me a lot on how to read. But I couldn't like go through and buy like, oh, I've got the whole series of Spider Man or or all this, so I could just I'd read what I could get my hands on when I could, or while I was at the grocery store with my parents, I I'd uh, thumb through a couple at the at the newsstand there. Uh, and then now where I'm at, it's like, I have to go to Portland Whoa. if I want to find a comic book store Ooh. or, uh, yeah, they're, 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 I don't think they're going to be around. Oh boy. Somebody's fire alarms going off. What is that? Nope. Oh. That's the, uh, oven is the chicken is ready. The, the cake is done. Well, look, Jesse, uh, that's the pedophile alert. I, I want yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Rock boy, hi. That's, that's another red dot. <laughs> right no, next door. <laughs> it was actually a page, but it was for a medical transfer. So I, I only go on uh, first alarms. Wow. Um, well, that's uh, interesting. But wait, look, Jesse, I got to thank you again, not only for the voicemail, but for what you just said about we'll talk about books and movies and you'll check it out and you'll love it. Like, we don't make any money during the show, but that is profit. That's the profit I'm looking for. When you send in an email like that, when you say that, look, I checked this out. Thank you so much for the recommendation. It's great. When you even said that I couldn't relate to those guys, but I can relate to you guys. That's the profit for me, man. I can't. I love that. I can't thank you enough. No, you speak for, Imran speaks for all of us. Talking nerd. Hey, listen, I'm going to get going. Wait, Stargate Pioneer's coming in real quick. We got, oh, I want to okay, say hi. Got, there he is. Right. We got to say hi to him, and then we'll wrap up the show. 
Uh, but I want to say hi to Stargate. What's up, dude? Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going? What's up, dude? This guy, dude, this guy, and uh, he has a great podcast uh, called Better Podcasting. I just discovered it. And the reason I love it is because it's exactly the kind of – I'm obsessed with podcasts about podcasting. But I love your guys because it, it's about hobby podcasting specifically. That's what was missing. I was like, I need a show that deals with our kind of show. And I was like, maybe I should just do it myself because nobody's doing it. But you guys nailed it. Yeah, thank you. Thanks a lot. We uh, saw the need for it, and I'm kind of a podcast about podcast junkie, too, because yeah. this is my hobby and whatever. And, uh, geez, um, uh, there's some great information out there. Don't get me wrong. There's yeah. a lot of great podcasts out there about podcasting. It's just when they start getting into the monetization stuff, when they start getting into yep. the we have to be NPR yeah. or whatever, it's like. Or here's oh, how you launch your entrepreneurial interview fucking empire. Oh, go fuck off with all that. I don't care. Yeah, that, the, the, the the interview shows yeah. over and over and over again. And like the reason why I like podcasting was in podcasting started in 2004 and Battlestar Galactica started in 2004. Mm-hmm. And I kept hearing about iPods. I didn't get an iPod until it was an early Valentine's Day gift in 2007. My wife gave it to me. And I started trying to find podcasts about Battlestar Galactica. I finally did. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is great. And still today, satellite radio does not have podcasts about science fiction. They don't have podcasts about comic book shows. And if they did, it it would be full of commercials. Yeah. And I that's just ridiculous. I love talk radio. I grew up in a barn, literally (laughs) working in a barn. So I'm listening to uh, talk radio up in Minnesota, WCCO 830. And a bunch of sports stuff, a bunch of new stuff, which was great at that point in time in my life. But I'm like, look, I need <laughs> – there needs to be a talk show about the stuff that I'm interested yeah. in. Yeah. And Look, I'm glad and, you did uh, it. I'm, gonna, I'm getting through the episodes, and I, you're, I think you're going to be getting some voicemails and emails and tweets from me interacting with uh, what you guys are talking about. Because uh, it was when I discovered the show, I got really excited. Now, let's go back to Agent Carter versus Supergirl. Uh, and we're uh, we, yeah, wait a minute, guy. We, <laughs> we are actually in agreement. I was just oh, bringing okay. up the ratings, the, the yes. ratings difference. Okay. that that super. I like Supergirl, by the way. I'm not ditzing it, yeah. but the ratings for that show six to seven or more yeah. million, which yeah. is sustainable. I mean, yeah. Agents of Shield is about five six yeah. uh, per uh, episode. And Agent Carter at two or three, mm-hmm. which would be great on CW, by the way, right. because that's what they market their shows for. Right on a network, nah, it's not going to work. We're not going to see a season three of Agent Carter, that's unfortunately. A, that's what I, I was, really like. Yeah, I do too. And that's what I was going to ask. Do you think we're going to see? I like what you said here in the comment that your setup. You said Agent Carter can return as Arrow style flashbacks a couple of times a season with Agents of Shield. I like that. And then we're going to have Marvel's Most Wanted. And then it, that'll mm-hmm. probably be where they put where Agent Carter used to be, right? Yeah. The only problem I see with that is if Mockingbird does retain on the um, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show, it's going to be hard to make that mid-season finale with her ah. as an integral part of that mm. and then uh, have her in some sort of action for the next two or three months and then come back into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's going to be a very hard storyline to break. Originally – with Marvel's most wanted, I, I do a Marvel podcast, by the way, mm. Agents of Shield. Right so on. know a little bit about this. No, absolutely. So when when um, uh, Agents of Shield come back, it's just going to be a difficult storyline. So I think originally what they wanted to do with Mar- Marvel's most wanted is do what DC has been doing: have multiple shows on 
at the same time. I'm not sure the market is going to sustain that. We've already seen Constantine go. We're going to mm-hmm. see Agent Carter go. And you think Lucifer uh, is going to make it? Marvel needs a stronger show. Yeah, that's all it is. All their stronger shows are on Netflix, though. Yeah, yeah, their best but stuff they need a stronger is on Netflix. Network show. They need something that's on the yeah. network that could that could kind of anchor the rest of the stuff. They they need a true superhero, and they're not mm-hmm. going to waste a superhero on the small they're, screen. Yeah, they need a name, and they're not going to give him a name to play with. Unless you take, like, another third, fourth stringer and make him a thing now. But, the, but they're going to want to play with all those characters. So let me ask you this. Moving forward, like, going into Captain America Civil War, what do you think? How do you think they're going to tie that in this season? What's going to happen? It's going to be a loose tie. We've already seen the fracture of the three different universes. Uh, last fall when Kevin Feige made his power play and he said, uh, look guys, this, this, uh, overarching committee that is the continuity committee. I forget what they Mm -hmm. called it. That really controlled the storyline and the true to sense characters. That's all gone. Kevin's like, I can't work with this anymore. It's just too big. And I think we've started to see that fracture with the Netflix series and, and the break specifically with Jessica Jones, where you get references, yeah. but you're never going to see Jessica Jones in the big Marvel universe, unfortunately. I mean, to me, to me all- the, I, the Netflix stuff is like the – I think it's better than the movies in some ways. It's like the best thing Marvel has put out. Well, Daredevil is. I think Jessica Jones has hit a chord in a certain part of the population. Yeah. I have to say – and I've said this on Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's not my cup of tea. I mean I'm watching it because I have to podcast on yeah. it. But if I didn't, I wouldn't be watching it again. I will never watch it again after we're done. <laughs> I, found, I found that people who aren't into the MCU enjoy Jessica Jones for that reason. Is that it just happened to be a story of you know how to survive trauma and PTSD. I disagree. And it just happened to be about superheroes. Like, if I would have stumbled upon that show not knowing it was Marvel or had anything to do with Marvel, I would have still watched it. I thought it was that compelling. I thought, you know? think that's what he was saying. Yeah, that's what I meant. It's like, a, uh, it, it's, it's a, it's, but that's what I think the genre needs to do. It needs to be, the main genre needs to be the main thing, and it just happens to involve superheroes instead of superhero being the I, genre. If you try and stack it up to a superhero show, like, you know, whatever, like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or Arrow or whatever, or Flash, yeah, it's in a completely... It's it's, it's okay. taking a, a different total audience yeah. that it's, it's trying to get at. Uh, aside from the whole abuse dealing with, which is a legitimate society thing to deal with, and let's face it, the comics, specifically Marvel comics, have taken on hefty social issues such as this in the past. This is nothing new for Marvel. But it, it, if you remove that and you just take a look at what you get, mm. you get the first actual sex scene that mm. Marvel has ever done. Mm. You have the first uh, gir- guy going down on a girl mm-hmm. Marvel scene going on. Yeah. You have the first full-blown same-sex couple oh, yeah. on the screen that Marvel Very has prominent. ever done. So there's yeah. a lot of first. Yeah. There's a lot of societal things that are intriguing to Jessica Jones that are out of the norm, I guess, for what's been on the screen for Marvel Universe up to date. So in those aspects it was revolutionary now jessica jones was never meant to go beyond season one it was going to be a one and done and into defenders now they got a second season that, and we I'm were like what are they gonna do they go. what yeah what are they gonna do what's the story like she doesn't really have that much more story left as it is uh real quick jordan asked can we make jock and nerd shirts because i would buy one jordan there's something in the works i have a friend who started a teespring shop i sent her the artwork she's setting up stuff there may be merchandise mugs t-shirts i don't know yet it's uh something's working oh really yeah 